he really got me. You know, I think it's because he was gay. Got the nuances more. Gotta get me a gay, Mickey. Gotta get a gay. Well, hello, and welcome to another episode of In the Details, a celebration of nuance where each week I queen out on all of the acting choices, micro moments, and magic and minutia that make a scene great. My name is Colin Drucker. Your name is Becky Ann Baker. And <laughs> today, I am, I am not alone. I am not just alone in my room looking at my archives. I have brought a guest on because sometimes there's so much nuance. You need a little backup. So please bring a warm welcome to uh, a longtime Mary and uh, very creative uh, filmmaker and brilliant mind and part-time drag queen, maybe, uh, Jonathan Minton. Hello. Thank you. And I got to correct that uh, last part. I'm flattered that you think I have the fortitude to be a drag queen. I just I just love drag queen names. Well, so. I'm, I'm putting it out into the universe that... Uh, maybe you, one day. You do have a great drag name. Yeah, CC uh, to So it's kind yeah. of like if you're going to have a name that good, right. maybe... You might want to consider right. Yeah, and it would probably have some lip sync material related to the movie we're going to I'm just saying, today, like, so. lean into what you oh, love. absolutely. You, yeah. you could be this. <laughs> this could be you. Um, thank you so much for joining me in the thank details. Me. Yeah, this is, uh, this podcast is just me in high school, hanging out on a Friday night by myself, looking Perfect. at horror movies. Yeah. With so IMDb open. Too. Oh, yeah. I have two IMDb tabs open right now. I have screenshots. So, yeah. yeah. So, um, so you're very welcome here. Um, and so we have uh, we have collaborated before because mm-hmm. you, of course, are writer, director, co-star mm-hmm. of co-creator, co-creator. I yeah. mean, I think catering costumes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I did cater the first two days of filming. So yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. She's a woman who does it all and has it all <laughs> um, of the web series. Everyone else has, Yeah. Um, which I've seen and I loved. It is highly nuanced. Um, tell, tell my listeners, tell our little friends here about everyone else has. Uh, everyone else has is a web series that uh, was created by myself and three of my uh, dearest, best friends, uh, Logan Keeler, Mary DiCarlo, and Ava Maria Wojcik. We all met on a, a, a production of Henry VI a few years ago and um, just had really great rapport together. And we did, we did that thing that so many web series starting off do where it's like, hey, we think we're funny when we get together. Let's make this a story right so uh for the last like two or three years we've been um creating it and drafting it and redrafting it and rewriting it and um producing and getting everything ready and we filmed uh four episodes last year Mm -hmm. for uh what ended up being our first season and so we're coming back for a second season we just um kicked off an indiegogo campaign Mm -hmm. um to help fund it because uh last time around um we got, I'm, I'm, I'm always hesitant to say we got really lucky, mm-hmm. but I feel like we got really, really lucky because a lot of people came out of the woodwork for us and, uh, and not just in, uh, donating, 
but uh, I mean, you you were there. You were uh, on an episode. Yeah, with tons of amazing people who just like came out and did extra work or featured extra work. In your case, yeah, um, yeah. I think I I I feel like I got a letter from the Academy that they were considering <laughs> me for best supporting actress. Scam. It was a scam. Yeah, yeah, I was flattered, but I thought you know I don't know. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I think I mean, there are stronger candidates this year. Right, right. So. And then they they leveled it down to guest actress. Yeah. And it was like, well, you're you're up against Becky Ann Baker. And so. I was like, I can't, yeah, I can't. Exactly. So I basically, I pulled a Catherine Heigl and I yes. said, you know what? The material is not good enough. Yeah. Don't nominate me. Not yeah. good enough. That's terrible. <laughs> That's terrible. That's what she did on Grey's Anatomy. That's what she did on Grey's Anatomy. She said, my material wasn't good enough this season, so don't right. nominate me. Right. Um, yeah. I just yeah. think my, I, you know, uh, the favorite has been released this year. There's can, can we queen about, about no the, pun intended. the ad campaign for the favorite of real course quickly? We can. Just, I, that's all that's all I have other than walking from the L train to the one two three I love the one two three oh. um I just love that shot of Emma Stone lying on her back to, looking directly at the camera yeah I can oh watch yeah that for hours. yeah that could be the whole movie it's exactly yeah yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 I um the I haven't seen the favorite yet but the revelation for me just from the trailer was mm-hmm. I didn't know Olivia Coleman existed oh. and I feel like then I was like, and I talked about her in my last episode. Sure. I was like, yeah, Olivia Coleman, she seems really cool. Oh, Where'd she come from? You UK. I know. And then yeah. I looked her up and I was like, oh, she's like a person oh, with a career. Yeah, yeah she's, yeah. Uh, and she's, she was in the last movie, or not the last movie, uh, The Lobster, which this yeah, director uh-huh, did. Yeah, uh-huh, yeah. Um, and I think she was on Broadchurch on BBC, but she's going to be playing the Queen Mm-hmm. And the new season of The Queen. Yeah. So, oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah. I think, so where she's, I, yeah. I... Yeah, so I think she's about to have her big, like, this side of the pond moment. Yeah. Um, Which is... Not that whatever, but, you know, I'm really happy for her. Yeah, yeah. it's like, why not be famous in other countries as totally. well? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And I love that she's like, she looks like this real woman yeah. with actual nuances and details uh-huh. and features. Yeah. Like, this is the Hollywood or television or movies I want to see. Yeah. Oh, you know? her costumes look really unflattering. Yeah. I'm so excited about yeah. that. Oh, yeah. I just, yeah, I yeah. think there's something, there's something more interesting about what's unflattering. She's really doing her Lady Gaga and a star is born best. Here. Yeah. yeah. And so, I mean, have you, I, have you seen it? You, I have, yes. What? Cause I haven't seen it yet. And um, so please tell me. Okay. So, uh, there, I, I, overall, I really love it. Um, Thank God the music is as good as it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Bradley Cooper uh, is terrific in it. I think his eye for directing is uh, fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, there are some incredible nuances and intimate moments that he has. You know, it's just the directing right. in it that are just like a shot of. Um, and anybody listening who's seen the movie will know what I'm talking about. But a shot of just this gloved hand on a motorcycle like running up her thigh oh yeah Mm -hmm. montage and everything um lady gaga i think she's wonderful um i just watched moonstruck on thanksgiving again and neither here nor there but i think this is her share moment (laughs) oh okay Um, yeah and and, you know i haven't seen glenn close i haven't seen the favorite yet. oh yeah um the the wife is right yeah yeah yeah. yeah. i mean the trailer alone i know ready for it i know um, i feel like it's this meta moment of like it's the story about this woman who's gone unappreciated for years and here's glenn close without an award for years yeah sure yeah 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 yeah. but um no yeah i i really i really really enjoyed a star is born um you sound you have a, you have reservations. There though. is there is a but. 
Uh, and I'm not entirely sure what it is right now. Okay. I kind of I disappeared on that, so yeah. this doesn't make it into editing. Oh, I don't care. No. <laughs> but I. But it's funny you say it because I feel like that I'm in the same place but haven't yeah. watched it yet, where sure. I'm like, there's something that isn't making me want to go see it. it, it you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. It kind of left me feeling, a, a li- uh, the further away I got from it, a little like, eh. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and see, that's... I, it. That feel like I feel like that validates why I haven't gone to see it because sure. I think I'm gonna leave it and go, oh wow, yeah, that was really good, and then like yeah. two days later be like, oh, I mean, I guess, yeah. I mean, you know, like sure, the music yeah. was nice. It, it's yeah, it, yeah. It, it kind of reminded me of um of Dreamgirls where like there are uh-huh. a whole bunch of just really wonderful and sometimes campy, unintentionally campy moments, right. But at the end, like the whole movie isn't as good as its parts. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, I still haven't seen it. I think I watched maybe parts just to see like, okay, Jennifer Hudson. But and it's all about that number in the middle of the movie. That's that's, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's what I was going to say is like, doesn't she really just win for that number? Sure. Like, is the rest of the acting good? It's fine. Mm -hmm. It's fine. I mean, Anna Canoni Rose is giving a performance that's outshining everybody else in that movie. Right. You know, right. Um, right. But, but, you know, Jennifer Hudson has that moment. Oh, well, and I guess Eddie Murphy, I, I take that back. Eddie mm-hmm. Murphy is up there, but, um, Oh, I did hear he was good in that. Oh, as he's well. terrific. Yeah. yeah. He's terrific. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 yeah um, but it was sort of that same feeling of like, I think I haven't been drawn to see it. Cause I'm like, Ugh, I don't, this, I'm just not compelled. Sure. I'm, I'm just not buying it. Gia. I think is really <laughs> what it's coming down to. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I mean, and I will say it's really exciting to see uh, Shangela and Willem. Uh, yeah. As a, I mean, not like a major part of the movie, but mm-hmm. as a, as a featured part of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and like a and, legitimate role. And yeah, like, yeah. 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 And, and like, and seeing their names in the credits mm-hmm. at the end of like a big name, big budget, um, you know, Oscar contender. Yeah, like probably going to get nominated. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, even though, of course, neither of them are going to get nominated, it's just really, really cool to see that um, uh, art form getting even closer to, Mm -hmm. uh, I guess, that uh, mainstream recognition. Yeah. Again, for whatever it's worth, but it carries something. I think so. You know, we uh, we just did on All Right, Mary, we did a sort of bonus episode with uh, this writer from Metro Source. (laughs) They have this event coming up in January and we kind of got into that about like just, um, you know, the sort of mainstreaming that's Mm -hmm. happening with Drag Race and like, some people like are you know in the queer community are like oh you know it's all just kind of getting washed you know uh watered down and i think like that can happen and that's fine like we don't need drag race to Mm -hmm. still have queer culture right you know what i mean like that can be the thing we send out to like create connecting points sure but there's so much else going on sure that you don't even have to dig too deep you know below the surface to find that like isn't gonna mainstream right you know there's anything that's like because Drag Race is safely queer. Yes. Like, we all know that watching this, that, yes. like, there's still coding going on. Yeah. Like, the jokes are are safer. Like, we, mm-hmm. we were talking about um, the one of the recent episodes of season seven, we were recapping, that Rue had some joke in the workroom about, like, well, it's your big opening we're going to be looking at. <laughs> right, and, 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 like, and no response. No response, right. whereas I feel like they have to kind of slip that in, sure. but I think there is... No, no pun intended. So yeah, yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, well, it just kind of falls in on its own, right? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Echo, yeah, exactly. Make a wish. Um, whereas I think even something like Dracula would make 
a, a more explicit joke. Sure. You know, we'd, well, we'd go for the fisting joke. Sure, you because know? Dragula is radically queer where mm-hmm. Drag Race is safely queer. Exactly. And the thing is, you know, Drag Race has um, popularized the culture in um, in the mainstream because the mainstream is safe. Mm-hmm. Um, but it hasn't perfected no. the, it in no. representation and culture. And I think, and yeah. I think that's, um, you know, that's just something to keep in mind, like to take drag race with a grain of salt. Right. Um, right. You know, yeah. yeah. To not, to not task drag race with representing. Oh, absolutely. Anything other than like the people it's representing on sure. the show. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Cause like, like the movie we're going to talk about, it has its flaws, it, mm-hmm. its flaws. Mm-hmm. Um, it has its, you know, moments where it kind of puts its foot in its mouth. Yeah. Um, the vixen. Yeah. No, not to say that the vixen puts her foot in the ma- in her mouth, but, but like really highlights that. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. No, um, totally. There's like, you have to kind of, we just had that with, we did a bonus episode on Mrs. Doubtfire and it sure. was like, there's so much about this movie we love, yeah. but boy, are there these like little mm-hmm. transphobic moments mm-hmm. that are just like, uh, yeah, this is something. Yeah. Which um, is sort of that, like a product of its time that, uh-huh. you know, that we can ascribe to art, but not necessarily people. Yeah. You know, so, yeah. And have we, maybe we messaged about this on Facebook. Did we talk about Call Me By Your Name? No, because I haven't seen that yet. Oh. I've been resisting seeing that. I would be keen to hear your thoughts. Yeah. I, I did an episode on it, and like, spoiler alert, hated it. Sure, sure. Like, I I hate that movie with such a passion, and I, it is okay. so beautifully made. Of course, yeah. And, like, the director, uh, Luca G, because I can't pronounce his last sure. name, uh, he just did Suspiria, which is oh, like... I, ha- I, I haven't seen the remake yet. Oh. I, I just saw the original at IFC. Oh. Which was, oh. Yes. What a way to see it. I just saw it um so just last weekend um at a theater, the Murmur Theater on like Eastern Parkway. It's mm-hmm. like a synagogue turned sure. theater, but they were doing a screening of Suspiria with Goblin playing the score live. <sighs> and I've been like wanting that for like oh half my, my life. God, yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. Cuz that is like one of the best movie scores sure. yeah. I think like Across yeah. the board. Yeah, it's all over the place, yeah. too. Yeah. Oh, it, yeah, it's bananas. Yeah, it's, the, it's insane. Yeah. Throw that on in the background of a dinner party. Oh. Yeah, it's a conversation starter, Absolutely. Sure. Yeah. I'm, I'm picturing the like the shrimp cocktail and Beetlejuice coming alive oh, and totally. grabbing everyone's totally. face. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> um, but the new Suspiria is, I mean, that's a movie that like, it's a reverse A Star is Born. Mm-hmm. A few days go by and you're like, sure. fuck. Yeah. Oh, it really was fucking something. Yeah, and then you have yeah. to see it again. Yeah, it's kind of like a Ryan Murphy series. Yeah. Yeah. What did I just watch? Right. That's exactly how it felt. And Tilda Swinton is. Of course. I just don't know how she did it. How or who she is. Yeah. Yeah. But thank God she's here. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Um, But speaking of of women who I don't know how they do it, I think that brings us to The Devil Wears Prada Mm -hmm. and that brings us to Meryl. Um, before we dive in, yeah, I was, I, I don't know how, I think I was just like perusing iTunes. I did not realize there are some Merrill specific podcasts. Did you really? know this? No. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I feel like I, I have not listened yet, but I have subscribed. Let me write this down. So let me look these up while we're, I'm, uh, I'm vamping while my phone finds the episode. Yeah. So there's shows. So there was, um, okay. Merrill podcasts like, it's alphabetical. Oh, no, it's not. Well, there's one called Not Her Again, which is like <laughs> something about like, uh, 
women someone who gets like nominated for awards all the time and like uh-huh. who should have won there's something oh there's a there's a podcast called what about merrill what about merrill? i think that's the merrill specific one okay and then there's another one called we really like her um which is, is that just sally field I, that, yeah, I think it, this is just um, uh, they discuss their favorite women who make movies. So like these are podcast listeners. If you are already aware of like, I think I need to make friends with these people. Right. Unless um, we really like her is a Carly Rae Jepsen fan podcast, in which case. Still, in which I yeah. in which case, then we should really we should really talk. Right. Um, and then there's also the Kidman uh, Kid Manifesto, the Nicole Kidman podcast. Kid Manifesto. And there's a Julianne Moore podcast <sighs> called Gimme More. <gasps> <laughs> if the if the opening theme doesn't have that scene from Magnolia freaking out mm. in the pharmacy, I'm not interested. Yeah, I'm um, not interested. Don't you don't call me lady. Don't you don't you call me lady. Suck my dick. Yeah. Shame on you. I come in here. <laughs> Do you have sickness in your house? Uh, in your bed. I love that scene. It's so good. Oh my god. That uh, shame on you. Shame on all of you. Oh, I've had that scene, like, I think I found it on YouTube, like, 10 years ago, and I've had it saved in my favorites ever since. There, there, was, a, there was a night when uh, the VV Itch came out, um, mm. that Logan, co-creator of um, Everyone Else Has, uh, he and I went out to go see it, and um, Killing Time beforehand, um, after a couple of drinks, mm-hmm. uh, we were heading to the theater, and I just... Improved that entire monologue mm-hmm. all the way there. Right, and, um, uh, it was how, one of the most proudest. One of the most proudest moments of my. Yeah, how good did life. that feel? Yeah, oh, it felt so good. Now, if I could just uh, a little callback, if you did want to start doing drag, you could perform that. Oh, absolutely. As, I'm absolutely. just. I'm yeah. like being your drag mother. Definitely. I don't even do drag. Definitely, <laughs> definitely. And I would, I would, um, I would uh, slice it in. I would uh, mash it up with uh, Cheryl Crow's uh, "My Favorite Mistake." Oh, of oh yeah. Now yeah. I love. Of someone who I'm not like artists who I'm not seeing lip synced. That's probably not the word. I don't see enough Cheryl Crow lip sync. That would be a perfect lip sync mm-hmm. song. Too. Yeah, and you know what else would be a perfect lip sync song? Um, Melissa Etheridge. Uh, I'm the only one. <gasps> oh, have my... you sat down and listened to the lyrics to that song? No, but now, like, I'm hearing the chorus and I'm like, oh, I. This is a song yeah. that, like, I feel like it's from my childhood. Yeah. Of like, my mom had it on in the car. Yeah. Didn't know what it meant. Yeah, it might have been a Tracy Chapman song. <laughs> Who but, knew? Yeah, yeah, yeah right. Yeah. It, it, yeah, my mom. It was like, is it? Is it Melissa Etheridge? Is it Mary Chapin Carpenter? Uh-huh. Like, what? What like yeah. mid nineties white it, lady music are you listening to? Is it early to? Joni Mitchell? Is it late is it, Joni Mitchell? Right, yeah. right. What kind of Carly Simon are we talking about here? <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I that's I I'm very interested in the art of the mashup of spoken yeah. word and music yeah. and the pairing. Yeah. I know it's like a copyright nightmare, but like imagine if your job was just like you were just, that you just oh created God, those. That just yeah. I yeah. know. And you just yeah. had this like this cottage industry of drag queens buying your mega mixes, right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, maybe there's maybe there's something to maybe there's maybe yeah. I can like, there's stuff in like the public domain. Yeah, it's just like Happy Birthday <laughs> and like an old like Ida Lupino movie from the forties. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, so all right. Well, uh, speaking of Ida Lupino, uh, that's a that's in a whole other episode probably. 
Um, the Devil Wears Prada. Devil Wears Prada came out in 2006, yeah. um, which is a different time. Oh, yeah. Um, as and, this movie shows. Uh, yes. As some of the central conflicts of this movie shows. It definitely feels like a pre-economic collapse New York. Because um, I moved to New York in 2007, and I worked at Condé Nast. And so all of this is very familiar. Right. Um, and it was of a time yeah. that ended about a year after that. Sure, yeah. And of course, uh, this stars Meryl Streep, Anne Hathaway, Stanley Tucci, Emily Blunt, mm-hmm. Adrian Grenier, for yeah. what it's worth. Um, and you know, oh, Simon Baker. Yeah. Oh my God, we'll get into him if yeah. I'm lucky. Um, oh, yeah, I mean, like, bad news <laughs> we, bears. We, we might, but, yeah, we might differ on what yeah. it comes to Simon Baker. I mean, I'm not going to, like, marry him, but, like... Uh, <laughs> He's not the marrying no, 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 no. This is like a... Um, yeah, this is this yeah. is just a, a trial run. Day you, pass, you, not, mem- you not membership. You did You run out the door. Yep, and I say, the door. I'm, not I'm not your, your baby. baby. <laughs> oh, man, that line... It's like, let's try that one yeah, again. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, of course, this is obviously one of Meryl's, you know, yeah. many nominations. Yeah. And I would say one of her best performances of all time. Yeah. And I don't think people consider that no. because it's like, oh, it's the Devil Wears Prada. Right. It's a it's a cheesecake movie. Right. It's another like, what was it? Ricky and the Flash sure. or whatever. Yeah. And maybe that's good. But I think I, of that as yeah. one of her, you know. I mean, Mamie Gunner made it into that one. She got oh. edited out of this one. So, oh, she got edited know. out of this? She was in a Starbucks scene that got cut for pacing. Oh, I yeah. love Mamie Gummer. I love Mamie Gummer. Yeah. Uh, she was in she was in this one season TV show called um it was that Doc Emily Owens MD. Emily Owens yes! MD. Yes, I love that show. I didn't watch it, but I loved that. It's ad on campaign. Netflix. It's on Netflix. It, the whole first season is on I'll there. Have to it's check that so out, good. She's so charming. Oh my god, she's such a good actress. Mm-hmm. I, uh, oh, it's, it's, it's a relief to see that those genes have passed on. to yeah. her and Grace because they're both really good. Yeah, and yeah. in a way that was like, I mean, I've seen more of Mamie Gummer than uh, than Grace, but she has a lot of the same nuances, mm-hmm. but. Not not as much of the like affectation that I right. think people resist with sure. Meryl. Sure. But I'm like, you know what? Meryl has earned it. Yeah. She could be as and, affected as she wants. And Meryl's aware of it too. So she knows what she's doing. Yeah. And at, yeah. and at the end of the day, she has three Oscars. What do you have? Yeah, what do you have? Right. You, what yeah. do you have? Student loans? <laughs> yeah. Get in line. Yeah. So, um, so let's, I mean, where to begin, where to begin? I think the first question I want to ask mm-hmm. is, what if you had to pick and this is probably a end of the episode question but i i'm gonna ask it now maybe you can muddle it over if you don't know mm-hmm. if you had to pick your very favorite nuance from this movie the one you're like oh that's the one that gets me every time what do you think it is oh god um you know for the first i i noticed for the first time this last this last time around when she takes her sunglasses Mm-hmm. On and off, and I mean, she she plays with her glasses in general mm-hmm. uh, throughout, or not plays. It's all very deliberate, but um, you know, there are very specific moments when they come off and when they come back on. Yeah, uh, and she uses them like an armor. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, there's there's that that last shot of the scene or of the movie when um, when Andy waves at her and she's getting into the car and it's just like, you know, she just like adjusts them as she's sinking into the car. Right. And then when she takes them off, when we get that moment of her smiling to Mm -hmm. herself and all, um, but just, you know, the one that's coming to mind just because it's, it's, it comes right off the bat 
at the very beginning of that introduction of hers when she's walking with Emily and she says, I don't understand why it's so difficult. I don't understand why it's so difficult to confirm an appointment. No, I'm so sorry, Miranda. I actually did confirm last night. Your incompetence do not interest me. And, oh, I guess that that's the nuance. Right. Uh-huh. But it's representative of so much he does in the movie. I, uh, yeah. And how, like, because there's that, um, you know, why is no one ready? Which, uh, yeah, no, no. I take that back. That's my favorite. That's no, my favorite. I but, agree. You know, yeah. Yeah. That, so I'm glad you brought that one up because because there's what I realized watching it with that one is that my memory of it, I played it up too mm-hmm. much, and it's like, oh no, yeah. Meryl actually do, she doesn't she doesn't do like we like an already Mary will go ready, but yeah. she goes ready, yeah, like and she yeah. turns away. She's already done with she, it. Yeah, she's already over it. Yeah. Why is no one ready? Here. Meryl doesn't choose the exclamation point right. that everyone else chooses. Right. Yeah, she yeah. uses the ellipses. Well, yeah. Because Miranda, we can get into this with the Cerulean sweater scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Miranda is always working. Oh. And we yes. see and we see in that scene mm-hmm. why she's the editor of this magazine. She can read she, someone to filth and put together a look at the same she's time. She's dressing up that saloon ballerina while she's dressing down Andy. Mm-hmm. It's, and she's not mm-hmm. even breaking a sweat yeah. about it. Oh, uh, it, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It, it, it's, you know, again, when we're talking about, um, you know, movies or stories where the art within it, because fashion is very much an art in mm-hmm. this movie. Yeah. Uh, and I think it makes a very good argument that it's art. Um, uh, you know, that's what we're seeing with Miranda. Right. And it's a hundred percent believable and reinforced that like we've seen, you know, all this terror from people, mm-hmm. but we get, but now we get to see why right. she is where she is. Yeah. She, um, she kind of earns her power. Yeah. It's like, I guess I can't argue with this. Right. Yeah. 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 Like I feel like, you know, to, to tie it back to Drag Race, I feel sure. like, you know, you look at a queen like Violet Tchotchke yeah. and people are like, oh, she's so arrogant. And it's yeah. like, she's doing something right. Yeah. Like, you, you can't knock these looks. No. She has a vision. Absolutely. So, like, if she's a little arrogant, like, I kind of think she backs it up. Yeah. So I'm not mad at it. Yeah. And it's like, I had the same thing with Miranda where it's like, well... I don't love that you think you can treat people this way, and sure. I still feel that way. Sure. But I can't sit here and say you're not good at your job. Yeah, that like well, that makes sense. And at the end of the day, at the end of the movie, not to jump ahead, um, she's right too, because mm-hmm. she makes she makes that she makes that um, that argument to Andy of you know you see beyond what people want to what they need. Right. And we see that when Andy goes to interview for that job, mm-hmm. you know uh, of you know. Uh, you were the biggest disappointment and I'd be an idiot to not hire you. Right. That Miranda sees through Andy. Right. And, right. You know, even if Andy did like stand up and walk away or whatever, mm-hmm. there's Miranda sees what's in there. She knows she can, yeah, it's like she's older and yeah. it's almost like I, girl, I, I've done this oh, path. Yeah. I know where you are. Yeah. And she, I think it's that thing that we see in the beginning and we can mm-hmm. kind of jump, take this as like the jumping point into their first meeting. Sure. Is that the reason? And, and this is we, it's from the very beginning. The reason she even gets the job yeah. is is the same reason that she like the thing that got Andy the job is the thing mm-hmm. that got her to quit the job. Yeah. Is to say no, I'm sorry, this is who I am, yeah. and like I'm not going to concede to that. Yeah. And Miranda like recognizes that mm-hmm. and like appreciates yeah. that. And so I think her her saying she's the biggest disappointment is it's like because she had the most potential yeah. to yeah. like. Do, she could do so much. Absolutely. Yeah. Can I can I give another answer to that? My favorite nuance. You I just remember. Of what it course. Is. And I texted you about this too. Yes. Yes. I so, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So the first so the first thing I notice 
uh, or what I noticed for the first time this time around is in that like fantastic introduction of hers uh, with the like Aaron Sorkin, his girl Friday walk and talk, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, which a lot, a lot of this movie has that like throwback feel to it with yeah. the dialogue. Yeah. Um, uh, she doesn't once look directly at Emily mm-hmm. until the very end with, you know, that's all right. So then, you know, jump ahead a little later, Andy's having her interview with her. Uh, and she, you know, she takes that moment to, you know, give her speech and everything. Yeah, you know, okay. You're right. I don't fit in here. I am not skinny or glamorous, and I don't know that much about fashion, but I'm smart. I learn fast, and I will work right, very hard. I got the exclusive on the Cavalli for Gwyneth, but the problem is, with that huge feathered headdress that she's wearing, she looks like she's working the main stage at the Golden Nugget. Mm-hmm. Thank you for your time who is that sad little person when it cuts back to miranda at the desk as nigel is coming around miranda keeps her eyes on andy for a couple of seconds more yes before turning to nigel uh-huh. and that fucking blew my mind it this says time everything around. it yep. is so in and I have to believe that that was Meryl Streep's choice. Oh yeah, that, that yeah. wasn't that. That was totally lost on the director. Yeah, too. Maybe, yeah. maybe not the editor. Right. Probably not it, the editor. Because they had to hold it long exactly. enough. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, but that's, it, it, yeah. yeah. It's a thing where you hold something a second longer mm-hmm. and it means something else yeah. entirely. Yeah. And I, I had the same note that yeah. like it's in that moment that she got the job, mm-hmm. and it was by. And it's so funny because everyone's like, you don't question Miranda, you don't disagree with her, you don't stand up to her, yeah. and. I feel like that is what has kept people, in Miranda's point of view, being these these stupid girls because yeah. they never challenge her. Well, it's the reason she calls whoever's outside her office Emily, regardless yeah. of what their name is. Right, right. They're interchangeable. Yeah, and you know? she doesn't think anything. She doesn't think of them as individual minds and right. people. And it's I think it's really interesting then when she starts calling her um, Andrea yeah. cuz it's like oh no you're not Andy yeah. you're this like dragged up yeah. Andrea this yeah. is kind of what i want you to be yeah. Andrea's like Miranda uh-huh. Andrea versus uh-huh. Andy yeah. uh which you know it's it, this is in Miranda's point of view of like i obviously she thinks what she does is best it's like i'm going to mold you into you know into a version of me yeah but in a way that's like a the highest compliment yes. that she sees that potential sure yeah, yeah. Who are you? Uh, my name is Andy Sachs. I recently graduated from Northwestern University. And what are you doing here? <clears throat> well, I think I could do a good job as your assistant. And um... when Miranda first meets Andy, uh, I love just from off the bat the way that she says, "And who are you?" As if she's mm-hmm. like just this beggar off the street, yeah. like. She's done before yes. the interview has yeah. started. Yeah. Um, and then when Andy says, oh, you know, we went to Northwestern, blah, blah, blah. It's again the economy when Meryl says, and what are you doing here? Yeah. Like, this make, like, in one inflection, uh-huh. she says, well, you make no sense here. Why would yeah. you be here? You did all that. It brought you here. Like, yeah. you can't script that. No. You know? I mean, we always say, like, in Ari Mary, we say no one told her to do that. No. You yeah. know? Like, you can't. Yeah. So you don't read Runway. No. And before today, you had never heard of me? No. And you have no style or sense of fashion? Well, um, I think that depends on what you're... No, no. That wasn't a question. She waves the finger Uh on Uh no-no, and then 
dips the glasses on. Yeah. That wasn't a question. Yeah. And then reaches back and plays their earlobe. Yes. She, d- she does the, uh-huh. the whole, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just think that, like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I wonder about moments like that because Meryl has a bunch of those yes. where she's cleaning the glasses or she's kind of doing something. Yeah. Um, and in general, like watching a nuanced actor yeah. accomplish a task mm-hmm. is interesting. Mm-hmm. How much do you think all of that work is happening organically and she's not, and it's almost like improv right. versus like very planned out that she's going to play with her earlobe. Oh, I think it's all very intentional. Mm-hmm. I think it's all very, and, and especially, I mean, especially, you know, taking the context, this is Meryl Streep. Um, you don't work what 30, 40, 50 decades yeah. in the industry without, you know, knowing your angles knowing your edits mm-hmm. too. I'm mm-hmm. sure that I, I can only imagine that Meryl Streep must be an editor's dream because oh, yeah. it is consistent every single time. And the part that I'm thinking about is when, when she gives Andy her first, that's all. And she sort of like wave flutters uh-huh. her fingers at her and uh-huh. leans back. And that's like, that's what always stands out for me yeah. in that moment. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think, I think it was all, and I'm sure it was all, you know, again, it's a testament to Meryl. Um, that it all looks organic and I'm sure it all came about organically, but, um, every single one of those specificities were mm-hmm. absolutely intentional. Yeah. I 110% believe that. Wow. Cause you think about how small some of them are. You think yeah. about how like it but could just be like, they keep showing up. That's too. no, you're right. How yeah. consistent they are. Yeah. Like they're not looking at her. Right. You know, that it yeah. couldn't be like purely organic yeah. because like there's, there's just so much that it's doing uh-huh. that like for that to be accidentally happening every take. Yeah. But I just think there's so many like, and maybe this is just the training of acting. There's so many tiny little gestures, yeah. like glancing, like for one second mm-hmm. to me as in like, an, I'm not an actor. I'm not trained that way. If I know I have to do that, I'm thinking about it too much yeah. and I don't think it's going to come across. Correctly, right. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's like when it um, <laughs> happens by accident in rehearsal once mm-hmm. and then you try it again and, you know, it got a huge laugh the last time. And this right. time the stage manager's just chuckling because right. everybody anticipated it because you were anticipating it. And right. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. And, that, and that flow, that energy just like isn't there. Yeah. And so I think about like these scenes where mm-hmm. there's all those little things and it's like, yeah, I, yeah. I, in some ways, I don't know what I'm more impressed by, whether it's happening organically and this right. is just like her raw abilities coming out yeah. or if this is all like meticulous. Well, yeah. Yeah, and also on top of that, you've got to imagine that Meryl must be having a hell of a ton of fun playing because this is a drag. Right. Miranda right. Priestley oh, yes. is drag. High and drag. We see yeah. Miranda out of drag later on. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know, with Untucked. Uh, exactly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We're in the lounge with mm-hmm. the drinks and all, and she's even in her robe and everything. Right. Um, but you know, in and you know, to take it back to drag race, we so often see queens on there where um, unless it's Laganja, mm-hmm. the queen out, the boy out of drag is so entirely different. Like Cameron Michaels mm-hmm. sort of, uh, is so entirely different from the boy in drag. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I think Binda Creme is a great example. I was just thinking that too. Yeah. 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 yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Of, of, um, of that armor mm-hmm. that it serves and every, and everything about Miranda Priestley is like I mean it's even a name that I feel like you have to say the full name yeah. when you're talking about Miranda Priestley. She's a she's know? a first name last name person. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And um it's it's a heightened exaggerated um take on femininity and glamour. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and it's it, and it's an interesting looking at her it's like you know she's a woman in power yeah. and she 
um, obviously there is like the, you know, the, what's his name, the, the CEO or whatever. So there's like mm-hmm. some man in power above her, but in sure. general, she kind of, ru- you know, runs the ship. Yeah. And there is that question of like how, how to be a woman in power. Like, yeah. what do you have to do? What do you, what do you hold on to? What do you have to like yeah. let go of? And that's a major like thesis mm-hmm. of this movie too. Yeah. yeah. And what has to change or what you have to let go of um, or like what makes you better at this is strangely like inherently feminine. Yeah. And that's so surprising because in a lot of these situations to be successful, like a woman has to quote unquote act like a man. Sure. And I feel like the story here was like for Andy in particular, it was like you need to become more of a quote unquote woman mm-hmm. and more of like a powerful woman. Yeah. And I feel like that could be looked at as positive, but I don't look at it. <laughs> I don't think that that message comes through as like, female empowerment. I <laughs> I I wrote this note on the train over here and I'm going to use a big word and I have nothing to follow it up with, but I wrote the note Miranda Priestly as complex feminist icon. Yeah. Yeah, well followed with is she a villain? Cuz that was right. something that I thought about this time around watching the movie is is she the antagonist of this film mm-hmm. and beyond that is she a villain right you know? or is she just some kind of mr miyagi yeah you know who just doesn't show her cards sure yeah i mean i think i it's funny bringing up villain because i you know i got to the end of the movie and i was like oh she's definitely the villain mm-hmm. and i don't know if you watched the office but there's a, a joke in one of the episodes where michael is like watching De- yeah. the devil Rose yeah. prada and he's like yeah i kept thinking about that yeah the whole montage and then he yeah. realizes i just i didn't realize she was the villain the whole time i'm so sorry pam um and maybe so, this is saying something more about me than yeah, that yeah. i don't entirely know if she's the villain in this yeah movie. and i think what it is i think it's like because i do think it's she probably has some positive, like she was a sort of boot camp yes. for Andy. And so yeah. there's a benefit in that. But I think where I then like am definitely like anti her mm-hmm. or anti the sort of runway world that she runs mm-hmm. is like little things like when Nigel and Andy celebrate that she's a four and yes. not a six anymore. Yes. Yeah. And I'm like, this is. This is like gaslighting. Yes. Is what's yeah. happening here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or like when Miranda is just being like an awful human being and it's like, you know, well, you know, that's her, you know, that's that's what she gets to do. That's her job. Yeah. This is your job. And it's sure. like, no, I think this is abusive. Yeah. I think there's a lie. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm starting to uh, reconsider a lot of the decisions I've made in my life now. So. <laughs> yeah, well, God, so, yeah, we're, taking, we're taking a left right, here. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. But no, that's, um, you know, and, and again, maybe, you know, to bring it back to Meryl, maybe it's just what Meryl is bringing to it or what I'm reading into what Meryl is bringing to it, mm-hmm. that there is um, there's an explanation and a justification for every single decision right. that Miranda sorry that Miranda Priestley makes right that she's um, not just being willy-nilly abusive sure, sure but it's to to further a larger cause right yeah mm-hmm. and it, I mean it's one of those you know rules of acting that even if you are playing the bad guy if you're playing the villain you don't approach it um with judgment or with the approach of I am playing the villain right there is, you know there's a reason for every single thing you're doing right um and and again like this is another one of the reasons that to me, this is one of Meryl Streep's best performances of all time because um, it's so much more complex than the surface of this movie allows it to yeah. come across as. Yeah, I think that she, 
in some ways, like if she wasn't in this movie, I don't think this movie would be anything more than a 27 dresses right. kind of like yeah. mid 2000s uh, romantic comedy, female led, career driven, yeah. whatever. Sure. Kate Hudson. Yes. Yeah. Ha- yes. All of that. Yeah. I don't think this would be anything more. Yeah. But I, I do think that Meryl, yeah, there's, she's doing more than this movie, I don't want to say deserves. But she's doing way. She's dressed. Yes, she's dressed very formally for a pretty casual party. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so then on that note, just real quickly, um, I want I want to entertain a world of uh, Devil Wears Prada without Meryl Streep. Yes, I was hoping. These, yeah, yeah. So, um, these are the actresses, according to IMDb, that were uh, considered for the role of Miranda Priestly, and I'm just going to read through them, and then we can react. At the Fair enough. Um, Jennifer Aniston, Kim Basinger. Cameron Diaz, Heather Graham, Angelina Jolie, Lisa Kudrow. Oh, my God. Yeah, I know. Uh, Helen Mirren, Tatum O'Neill, Gwyneth Paltrow, Michelle Pfeiffer, which I could sort of see. Um, Julia Roberts, Meg Ryan, Alicia Silverstone, Hilary Swank, and Naomi Watts. Wow. Now, um, I look at Heather Graham and think one of these things are not like the other. Yeah. Besides that. I was like, well, we all know, go, we know who goes home <laughs> first, you know? Uh, I mean, it's like... Cameron is the second Yeah, episode. right, yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, they yeah, lip sync yeah. the first episode, yeah. yeah. Heather at least gets the first queen home. Yeah, added, so, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, some of those are... I mean, yeah, Michelle Pfeiffer would be really mm-hmm. intriguing. Yeah. Um, I mean, I she wasn't considered, but like... I find Michelle Pfeiffer and Nicole Kidman both have that, Ooh. like, there's something, like, otherworldly in their yeah. eyes, you know? Yeah. So I could get into either of those. Definitely. Um, you know, Nicole Kidman could actually be kind of amazing in this. Nicole Kidman would be phenomenal. Okay, so so then, uh, I almost said Queen's not on that list. <laughs> Let's go with it. Yeah. Queen's yeah. not on that list. <laughs> yeah. And Nicole Kidman aside, who would you cast as Miranda Priestley? Oh, my God. Meryl Streep. Well, the name's on my lips, Tilda Swinton. Oh, Can you oh, imagine? Yeah, yeah. All right, all right. Or Olivia Coleman. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, these new obsessions, either or. Yeah. Emma Stone. Yeah. The cast Emma Stone. Tony Collette. Yeah. I mean, oh, at this yeah. point, Tony Collette, I'm like, you can have anything you want. Yeah. Like, you did Hereditary. You, like, rung yourself mm-hmm. out. You deserve mm-hmm. to do anything you want. Yeah. Uh, Current day Penelope Cruz. Ooh. Oh, I could get into that. Yeah. I could also get into like an Angela Bassett. Oh yeah. I feel like the let's uh-huh. like go in a whole other direction. Yeah. Like Or maybe an Alfred Woodard. Oh, that's yeah. I would love yeah. an Alfred because okay. it's like, where is she been? Sure. Yeah. Because yeah, you, know, yeah. you could say Viola Davis, but it's like, I mean, she's she's very sure. busy. Yeah. And she would be amazing. Yeah. But an Alfred Woodard mm-hmm. would be amazing. Yeah. I just yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Um, so well, wait, but then okay, so then I've got a question. Uh-huh. Um as we talked about this movie very much being of its time, 2006. With that said, do you think this movie could be made today? Ooh, ooh. I mean, I think in terms of, like, just the publishing world, mm-hmm. I think that's changed so yeah. much that, like, magazines, like, just... They're so often just bolstered by their websites sure. now. And I think a movie about working for a website as someone who works for a website, I know would not be very sexy. And as someone who's tried to start numerous screenplays about working for a website, it doesn't work out. It just doesn't translate. No. Yeah. yeah. Um, translate. I, good. Yeah, yeah. Oof. <laughs> oh, God. Um, so, <laughs> so I, uh, I, do I think it could be made today? 
Oh God, no! I yeah. think that the messages around like what you're supposed to look like, how you're supposed to dress, sure. you know, the the way that Andy realizes that she can get ahead by giving in and being more materialistic. Sure. I know in the end we're supposed to see that she learned that that wasn't worth it. Yeah. I don't think people always pick that up. Yeah. I feel like this movie just as it is, is way too optimistic to be made right now. Yeah. It, it had, and especially like this view of New York, like that, that montage of like women getting ready for work, which I love, which I love, but I'm like, okay, this is like 40% less people Mm -hmm. and less crowds Mm -hmm. and less noise. Mm -hmm. And like, why does everyone live in Soho right. and the meatpacking district? It's right. like, where my girls at up on like 118th? You <laughs> right. know what I mean? Like, right. who, yeah. who's who's transferring yeah. at 59th Street? Where's my Bushwick queen? Uh, like, yeah. 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 Who's dealing with an L train? Exactly. Yeah. 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 I just, you know. Who's who, running into a bodega cat? Yeah, you know? exactly. Uh, that would be where Andy is coming out of if it were made. Yes. 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 Yeah. Yeah. She would have like a bodega. Yes. Yeah, she mm-hmm. would. Maybe they would be smart enough to not have her as a recent college grad living in Soho. Sure. And maybe have her living in Flatbush. Come on over here. See, I can see them doing like a Netflix Sabrina oh, reboot where series. It's like a, where, yeah. Oh, this yeah, could yeah. be a series. Totally. Oh, absolutely. easily. I'll take it over that girl boss bullshit. Oh, I didn't even watch it. it. Not worth it. Yeah. yeah. Now, while we're imagining alternate worlds. And if the creator's listening to this, I, I'll say it again. I would not watch Girl Boss. Well, turns out <laughs> one of my biggest fans. You can cut that out. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm, they're not listening. I'm sure. And you know what? We all have opinions. Um, yeah. You know, I've I've said more than once how much I hate "Call Me by Your Name." Sure. So well, that was a forceful hate. Call oh, me by I your name too. hate that movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ugh. So anyway, it was Darian um, Lake. Yes, <laughs> I hate. <laughs> Call me by your name. Um. Yeah, I, uh, I I think, yeah, if it were made today, uh, I also think if we're going to go into the world of, like, alternate casting, mm-hmm. who else I'd love to see in this? I would love to see, I love Emily Blunt. Yeah. I love that character. Yeah. But watching it, I thought it would be so interesting if this was, like, a gay man mm-hmm. or, and not as, like, any sort of fetishizing casting, but some sort of transgender fluid kind sure. of character. I love the idea of, like, someone who's, like, this gender fluid femi guy wearing Versace. Yeah, totally. I think that would be so yeah. on the nose perfect. Yeah. To set this in today. Yeah. You know? You'd also have to entirely reboot Andy's personal life because uh-huh. so many times I took notes during this movie of um, how terrible these friends are. Yes, these <laughs> how, friends. Right down to, and, and it's a shame because. You've got these great actors and Adrian Grenier, mm-hmm. um, right, right, right. Yes, and and with 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 you know for as remarkable as the writing in Runway and in the Runway world mm-hmm. is, because I mean this was a movie that was nominated for a Writers Guild Award and a BAFTA for the screenplay. Wow, right. That's, I mean, okay. Right. I mean, that's, I mean, it's not an Oscar. But no, that's, I, but that's something. I like, mean, I was going to say it's a lot more than I expected. Exactly. I thought yeah. maybe a People's Choice. Sure. MTV yeah. Movie Award. Absolutely. I don't know. Yeah. Absolutely. Wow. Yeah. But I mean, so, so this is, this, and I, with as quotable as it is, like this is a fantastic script. Yeah. And it's so clearly not interested in Andy's personal life. Yeah. And it's 
so apparent just by the scenes with her friends. They're kind of like, oh, we got to show how Except, it's yeah. now, now her friends are noticing that she's changed. Yeah, and I mean, yeah. and like even I, I listened to a podcast with Rich Sommer uh, a while ago who didn't consider that his character was gay. Oh, yeah. I <laughs> right. have the same question. Is he gay? Right. Yeah. 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 I always assumed that he was. Right. But uh, but I mean, like you've got these fantastic actors in Adrian Grenier mm-hmm. um, wasted on cliche dialogue and I mean, because that whole whole that whole bit about where do you work where i mean like it was exposition oh yeah Um, yeah i wrote a note that um adrian grenier uh describing making a fry is significantly less interesting than that fucking fry he's holding Oh, um, yeah, like, just show me a close with the fries. Good. I was really hungry. <laughs> yeah. But, and then, and then I wrote a later note, Adrian Guineer complaining about Dean and DeLuca is less interesting than the customer base at Dean and DeLuca. Yeah. So, um, can we also, sorry, oh, can no. we also talk about the fact that, um, Andy gives her friend a Marc Jacobs bag and not two minutes later, they're playing hot potato with Andy's phone when she's trying to take a work call. That's exactly what I want to talk about is how, <laughs> is how unsupportive oh, and how God. like ungrateful they are. Yeah. And it's like, why can't, like I, why can't they recognize like, well, this is her job. Yeah. And, and if someone was going into Adrian Grenier's kitchen and like fucking with his like prep work or yeah. whatever, or his port wine reductions sure, that he does yeah. all day, yeah. wouldn't he get pissed? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, just like, yeah. like later on he when he makes the comment about like oh you missed my birthday party do you think I'm four and I thought debatable yeah it's yeah debatable. it's like, like okay maybe six and a half yeah, you win like, yeah. I'm not sure right now. right yeah yeah I yeah. it's no they're terrible they're terrible yeah. and, and I feel like they're this interesting representation of being like young in New York question and then comment so when did you move to New York how old were you I moved to New York when I was twenty five okay. I think. 2011 yeah 2011 yeah Yeah, I moved here when I was 22 I feel like that 22 to 25 window is pretty analogous yeah Yeah. Yeah. and I feel you're you're still a fuck up regardless yeah yeah yeah. you've maybe just fucked up more and figured out a few things by 24 but it all evens itself yeah, out. Yeah. Um, it's not really until like 27 that you like get some footage. Oh. Yeah. And then 30 when it's <laughs> I, uh, like, yeah, oh, there we go. Like maybe 31. Yeah. yeah 27. Yeah. I think I thought I had my footing and then I just, uh-huh. I was like, oh, there's more hill to fall down. Yeah. Great. Because yeah. well, you get to 28 and you're like, you outlasted so many people in the 27 club. Yup. Yeah. You, you still think got you've your made shit it. Not figured out. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Shout out to Amy Winehouse. Yeah. God really? You, girl. Yeah. The, the battle royale that is your 20s. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so I, I feel like this is such a weird, like it's a it's a representation of, of being young in New York yeah. and having these jobs that you hate and like, you know, not just like not knowing anything. And I, I definitely remember that. Like I remember kind of having more questions than answers. Sure. And I still I don't obviously don't have all the answers, but like I know a little more. Yeah. And there was something oddly comforting watching this and recognizing it as something from 10 years ago, you know? Yeah, totally. Yeah. That was like, Oh God, I remember being that young. Yeah. And I think some people, even though they both look like they're in their mid thirties. Well, that's what I struggle with. It's like, yeah, well I remember being that young, but I also remember looking younger. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But I, yeah, I think some people kind of reel against that feeling of like, oh, I remember being that young and now I'm past my prime. I'm like, oh, I remember being that underdone and now right. I'm baked to perfection. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And, and I, I, cause I even, I, I wrote the note too, like this is more than 10 years ago. 
are these people still friends? Oh, that's a like, great question. In real life, are they still like? Yeah. I don't buy that Andy and Nate stuck together. Oh, because I didn't understand that. Because he was like, he's moving to Boston. He's moving to Boston, and then like he, without her having an opportunity to think about it, he's like, we'll figure it out. Yeah. Well, so then it was like, but then which, by the way, he has to be back at work in twenty minutes. Right. Don't forget. Yeah. So you're on my time, <laughs> exactly. and then you're going to move to Boston with yeah. me. But yeah. then she says she has a job interview, so mm-hmm. I'm like. So is she going with him to Boston? Right, right. My sense, because I had the same feeling of like, do they get back together? Yeah. I don't think they should. Oh, no, absolutely not. I think that she has, there's no going back to the old Andy. Yeah. She has done that thing that happens in your first year of New York. Yeah. My first year was a boot camp. Oh, yeah. It, like, absolutely. Most people I know, it was like the first year is a boot camp. Yeah. But you get to the end of that first year and it's like, okay, all right. Not perfect, but I think I've gotten through a storm sure, here. Sure. And I think that he hasn't, he hasn't advanced as quickly as she has. No, He's still just kind of cutting up potatoes in a kitchen. Oh yeah. Um, and now he's going to go to Boston, right? which is just kind of like, okay. Well, and at this point, like in 2018, I'm sure he's back. I'm sure he's somewhere in Williamsburg. Oh you know, yeah. He's, he's I, got, he's got to feel the burn bumper sticker on his car. I wonder if, so yeah, so I let's, let's go here. <laughs> yeah, let's, okay. I want to do this. All right, yeah. So let's go to this world of these people. It's 12 years later. Sure. It's 2018. Can we remember their names too? Oh, well, thank God IMDB is open because okay, no, yeah. we can't. <laughs> I remember Lily and I barely remember Nate because I just remember thinking, oh, Andrew, Adrian Grenier. Yes. Yeah, so there's uh, Nate, there is Lily, and uh, Doug. Doug? Doug? Do they ever say his name in the movie? I don't think so. And I only know that because I just looked at it. So. Doug? Doug. All right. I don't think I. Do I know any Dougs? I feel like that's a name. I don't know many Dougs. I just think of a Nickelodeon mm-hmm. cartoon when I think of it. Oh, I've, yeah. known, I've known I've known many a Doug, and they've been perfectly fine. Oh, they're fine. Like, yeah. What an unremarkable name. Doug. Sorry, Doug. Sorry, Dougs. <laughs> uh, maybe Doug will come back. I don't oh, know. Doug. Doug. Yeah. Uh, be the new Barry. Oh, yeah. What's going on with Barry these days? It's a good show. Barry. Yeah. And Barry is all these babies. All these baby yeah. Barry babies. Baby Barry. Yeah. Um, so. If if okay, so looking back, I think Lily worked at a gallery. Sure. Nate, let's say he went to Boston in two thousand six. Yeah. And then there was like a financial collapse. <laughs> so he probably was like, Well, there's yeah. still some opportunities in New York. <clears throat> so let's say he came back within like two years. Sure. Uh Lily worked at a gallery, but I feel like where do you go from there? Um Temping. Uh-huh. Okay. You know, okay. Like, really, yeah. like, financial crisis. Mm-hmm. Um, she might have moved back home. Oh, uh, I'm sure yeah. Andy's doing just fine, because we see numerous times throughout this movie, like, her dad just hands over a check yeah. without thinking twice about it. And I was picturing that was, like, at least $5,000. Yeah, yeah. At least. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was thinking at least $10,000. Oh, yeah. yeah. And she accepted it pretty easily. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. That was that was the most minimal. No, no. No, I, I can't. can't. She's, like, yeah. tucking it in Are her you shirt. sure? Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah she's, she's counting already, it. She's already, like, endorsing the Right, exactly. It, right. Yeah. You sure? I don't know if I can. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Is this valid? Yeah. Um, yeah. She's taking a shot of right, it for her app. Yeah, yeah, onto her phone. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's what she's doing now. That's what that's she's doing, what she's now. doing now. Yeah, because yeah. she's still getting money from her Absolutely. father. So she's probably got her own blog. Oh yes. Okay. So let's start with Angie. Sure. Or you know, we'll get the little ones out of the way. So yeah. so I think you're right. I think Lily. I don't know where they grew up. They went to Northwestern, but where did? Because Lily and um, Aunt, uh, Andy grew up together. Sure. Uh, and so let's say they they were from. 
if they went to Northwestern, let's say mm-hmm. they're from the Chicago area, yeah. just because I can't think of... Sure. Lots of people go to Northwestern, yeah. maybe Ohio. Right. Let's yeah. say they're, they're Midwestern folk sure. who've yeah. moved to New York. Chicago or Columbus or yeah. maybe Dayton. Right, yeah. right, because maybe she would have stayed in Chicago. Right. In any event, yeah. they're here. Yeah. So uh, they've moved from the Midwest. I would say Lily has probably, maybe, let's give her a positive story. Well, uh, she was could not find good like opportunities in New York, mm-hmm. but she was going to help open a new gallery in like Cincinnati. Sure. And so she's one of those people yeah. who's like, yeah, I actually moved to Cincinnati yeah. and it's actually pretty good. Yeah. 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 And she probably frequently like corresponds to San Francisco or something. Oh, and that you become, know what? Yeah. I would like to wish for Lily that she got out of New York and away from these terrible, terrible friends, even Same. though she was one of the terrible she, friends as well. She was, yeah. I think that she, she was, I think that she was a better friend, mm-hmm. but not a great friend. Well, and also, you know, I think I think there was a a life plan for Andy and a life plan for Lily, and it didn't include each other. Yeah, after a while. that the roads had to diverge yeah. at a certain point. Yeah. You can be high school friends, uh-huh. but like Lily, you're doing this, and Andy, you're doing that. Yeah, and I feel like the paths just. Cause, yeah, because yeah. also I got the feeling that wasn't the first art opening of Lily's that Andy just sort of bullshitted her way through. Yeah. Because you know? she had said like, oh, the old Andy used to like show up early and I... I that sounds obnoxious. Yeah, and to me what I... <laughs> and to, I feel like the version of the of the bullshitting is that like Andy is showing up and being what Lily wants. Like, oh, here, I'm early. I'm, yeah. I'm being the friend. But like she doesn't really want to be there. Right, yeah. It's an obligation. Sure. It became an obligation maybe like senior year of college. Right. Yeah. Uh, and Nate has to be there too. That's the thing. Yes. Nate always has to be there. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. That was like I f- and I feel like that like he I bet gets so possessive. Oh my god. And they probably had so many fights. Mm-hmm. Be- and so I think when she finally like you know kisses Christian or hooks up with Christian, yeah, it happens a few days after they broke up. Potentially gets date raped by Christian. Potentially gets. I mean, right? Like, like I watched that scene like. Okay. Who who insists on calling her Miranda, Miranda girl, girl like a dog, stripping her of her autonomy? Oh. Am I saying that word right? No, you you are saying yeah. a lot of right yeah. things. Yes, I struggled with that. You also remember when there was a time when we all wore medium light scarves indoors and outdoors, yes. regardless of the year. And that old navy scarf. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I think my friend in college had that exact scarf. Oh, God. But yes, that scene where she was like. And I've run out of excuses. Yeah. I'm like, fuck you. That's yeah. not what yeah. this is. Yeah. Ugh. And um, the fact that the screenplay was written by a woman, I'm like, come on. Mm-hmm. You had a choice. Yeah. You had a choice of how to do this. Yeah. And you could write it like every other man yeah. does, or you could write it like uh, a new voice. Well, but this is also um, a major studio production. Sure. So, like, who knows how far into mm-hmm. the... Um, right. You know, in, in the... You know, producing process. But they're like, we really Richard, need Andy yeah. to resist it because, you know, we, we don't really want... need Simon Baker in this movie. Right. Yeah. Remember when there was a time we really needed Simon Baker yeah. in the movie? Yeah. He was having his mentalist phase. You know, I don't think I've actually ever seen anything Simon Baker was in. I think this is the only thing that, I mean, it's certainly the only thing I can remember, but I remember, like, I'm watching it last night thinking, like, you have an Emmy nomination, sir. Make a meal of these minimal lines that you have. Yeah. Yeah. His character, it's like, He's nice to look at, but it's not. Well, can, and can we also talk about the line? Um, uh, if I can find it, uh, you still owe me for that Harry Potter book. Yes, like I know. I mean, <sighs> Miranda girl, right? And I mean, really, if you if you track the storyline of Simon Baker, like throughout, like you know, of Christian throughout Andy's you know life in this movie, 
it's very predatory. He yeah. comes up out of uh-huh. nowhere. Uh-huh. He just like appears as he that he'd been listening the whole time. Yeah. And he like when they're in Paris, he's the like he's like, yeah, I know where I'm going. I'm taking you somewhere. Mm-hmm. She's always out of control. Yeah. And I feel like that there's that it's the other side of the sweep you off your feet fantasy is like, yeah. And then he's in control Mm -hmm. and you're never driving. Mm -hmm. So I hope you like not making choices and decisions for yourself. Cause that's, I hope you're happy ever forever after. Sure. And I think that like, I look at this and at first when she first meets him, I even felt like, wow, he's really charming. Like, you know, all right. He was too sun bleached for me. I mean, it was just this like, Faint glow, yeah. indistinct glow of a person for me. But I, I like him a little broken. Sure, I sure. like a ban. I like I like a little like you sun like a poisoning. Scarf indoors. Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah. I do. I I like some sunspots and yeah. an unnecessary scarf. You know, you so like, sue you me. Like early skin cancer. I do. Yeah. I like to know the melanoma is coming. Right. That's yeah, right. You yeah. like that Versace look. I do yeah. because it's like you know you get in early. Yeah. You know, yeah. um, you know it has an expiration date. You, on exactly. It. Exactly. <laughs> well, it really feeds into my fear of commitment. It's like oh, what stage? Is it at? Oh, great, great. I don't have to commit too long. Yeah. Couldn't have been clearer. There you are, Emily. How many times do I have to scream your name? A- a- actually, it's Andy. My name is Andy. Andrea, but uh, everybody calls me Andy. <laughs> what we've been talking about with like why Miranda hired Andy and like what she saw in her from the beginning and what she kind of has that little laugh about in the end. And we see it again where she's like calling her Emily over and over. Mm -hmm. And then Andy goes in there and she says, "Um, actually it's Andy. And Meryl does this thing again where she looks at Mm -hmm. her and she just stares at her. And it's, she like, it's like she's instinctively offended, but then she's like impressed of like, Okay. Oh, you got yeah. balls. Okay. Well, and yeah, and 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 she's taken off guard too because this never happened. Right. People have just accepted everyone it. else in that room too. Like that's the thing about that scene and this really in sweater right. is the way that response sort of reverbs throughout the room. Of yeah, of, yeah. How, of how dissonant it is yeah. to like the tone that everyone keeps. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah. yeah, that's um that moment. <laughs> oh, I love that moment. Yeah. And then when Meryl gives her that smile, mm-hmm. that like evil, that like. Oh, yeah. Okay, thanks uh-huh. for that. And like, it almost looks like, oh, God, you could just bite her head off right yeah. now, but you're choosing to just smile yeah. at this. Yeah, it's like, um, it looks like maybe a coyote just like grinning yes. at its prey, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, yeah, yeah. It reminds me of, I feel like Meryl, because, you know, it's one of those Meryl gestures that yeah. she can use to different effect. And mm-hmm. Meryl has, I think she accessed that kind of like, fake laugh fake smile um in she devil did yeah. you see she devil uh with roseanne barr oh yeah. it's so good yeah. it's and ed beckley jr ed beckley jr yeah. oh it is so good and meryl is uh remarkable and right. she has like a meltdown in the end where she like you know her yeah. her voice goes this like and you shut right. up and yeah. it's like oh I love you. Uh, You know, it's like moments like that where like when people read Meryl for being too like, you know, mannered, whatever, it's like, oh, no, no, she... She goes to places other actors like right. don't think to go. Yeah, you know? she takes those few extra steps. Right, yeah. right. You know, I was just watching. I, I, I was going into a rabbit hole on like method actresses because mm-hmm. you know eventually they all need to be talked about. Exactly. Ruth Gordon, Geraldine Page, yeah. um, Sandy Dennis. Are you familiar with Kim Stanley? Oh. What, what I've heard that name. What has she done? She was the, the movie that there was this movie from the 60s called The Goddess that's like sort of 
vaguely Marilyn Monroe-ish that she, Monroe-ish that she starred in. She was in a production of Cat on a Hot Tin Roof where she okay. played Big Mama. That name sounds so familiar. It was a name that like was always right. familiar to me, and sure. I didn't really know who it was. Sure. And I think I was always confusing her with uh, Kim Hunter. Yeah, and then I was that's thinking, probably who I'm thinking. And then about. I was thinking of Stanley sure. from Streetcar. Sure. I, was like, I don't yeah. know, this is a different person. Right. <laughs> I definitely one of someone listen uh, one of the listeners um, had mentioned like oh you really need to explore Kim Stanley like she is so nuanced Kim Stanley, Kim Stanley I would so I I would say look up the goddess and then there was oh there is a, a production of the three sisters with Kim Stanley Sandy Dennis and Geraldine Page oh stop and it's on YouTube stop and it's supposed to be like the <sighs> This is it. You know, this is the only thing you need to see. Oh, man. So I'll send you the link. Okay. Um, Because then I started, was like, oh, Geraldine Page. I should be cleaning out her. She's incredible. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I haven't seen The Trip to to Bountiful. Yeah. Have you seen that? Uh, No, not that one. But that's supposed to be like, uh, anyway, I I am just cleaning out on women for no reason (laughs) other than, I don't even know how I got into this tangent. Um, uh, nuanced actresses. I think it's uh, like master class actresses. Yes, I guess. Yeah, because I think yeah. these are the Method. kind of yes. Yeah, these are the kind of actresses who do that kind of stuff. They yeah. do all these little like moments that mm-hmm. feel like you can't tell if they're rehearsed or organic. Yeah, everything is kind of packed a certain way. Yeah. Line readings are done in a way that you like. Oh, that's a weird. That's a that's a way that I didn't expect you to do that. Sure. Yeah. And I. I think Meryl, like, I don't think of Meryl as, like, a method actress. Right. But yeah. I think that she she adopts the same style mm-hmm. where when she's performing, and when we get to the Cerulean sweater scene, that's kind of the perfect quintessential example of mm-hmm. this, is that while she's performing, you always have the sense of an inner life happening. Yes. Yeah. Like, the there's just there's a there's a constant flow of narrative mm-hmm. within her. Yeah, does that make sense? Oh, absolutely. And I think she, that's she yeah. sees the big picture. Yeah, and she you know again you know thinking you know an actress who's been working as many decades as she has and is that particular actress. Yeah, you know I I I imagine she's seeing the editing in her head. She's seeing putting the whole thing together. Mm-hmm. You know, she's, yeah. uh, she's done her homework. She knows what the final she product al- looks yeah, like. She always shows up with her homework ready. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like she's pieced together this puzzle of the character mm-hmm. and the script and the story and everything. Right. That This is sort of Miranda's arc throughout the yeah. story. So at this point, this is where she has this, yeah. this is where she is emotionally at this point. Uh-huh. And then, yeah, whatever that, whatever ha- comes out when Meryl's accessing that emotion. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like when she chooses to look directly at a person and when mm-hmm. she doesn't. Yeah. It's all cause she, she takes her in again. Mm-hmm. She's got that moment at the end of the scene before she, you know, before, before she kicks Andy out where, right. you know, and Emily and she just holds it, studies it. Mm-hmm. That's all. Yeah. It's, it's, Breathtaking, and we all wait. Is she going to tear her apart? Yeah. Is this where the where she's going to attack? Exactly. That's all, and it's yeah. like that's almost worse. And you can feel exactly what the people in the room with her. Yes. Are oh too. God, here it comes. Exactly. She's yeah. going to do it. Yeah. 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 And then yeah, it's like the the read that comes with the cerulean sweater scene mm-hmm. doesn't come in this moment. Right. But then you yeah. know, which you know, we've been hinting at. We can. Uh, what I love about this scene is. I love the kind of use of like handheld camera to yes, create that, that like yeah, yeah yeah yeah. So this is the only like featured scene of action in the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I could be I could be wrong, but I, I don't think I am. Um, that's entirely handheld mm-hmm. and just 
the blocking of it, the writing of it, yeah. the camera work of it, uh, the costume design in it. Yeah. Because I had never noticed how those two racks of clothing help, like, it's a very claustrophobic scene, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. It's, um, you know, right away, there is a high-pressure tension mm-hmm. uh, with the camera, the way it's moving. Yeah. Um, there's there's the the way Miranda is steamrolling over everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, where are the belts for the... Why is no one ready, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. Um, we have um, Andy and Nigel rushing in. It's almost like a war scene. Yeah. Or, some, or not necessarily a war scene, but like in a war room yes. or something. Yes, You uh-huh. know, the way they're running in. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... You know, and then you get this breathtaking moment where it all comes to a screeching halt with that little snicker yeah. of Andy's. Right. And then... Something funny? No. No, 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 nothing's, you know, it's just that both those belts look exactly the same to me. You know, I'm still learning about this stuff and... Uh, <laughs> this stuff? Oh, okay, I see. You think this has nothing to do with you. You go to your closet and you select, I don't know, that lumpy blue sweater, for instance, because you're trying to tell the world that you take yourself too seriously to care about what you put on your back, but what you don't know is that that sweater is not just blue, it's not turquoise, it's not lapis, it's actually cerulean. And you're also blithely unaware of the fact that in 2002, Oscar de la Renta did a collection of cerulean gowns. And then I think it was Yves Saint Laurent, wasn't it, who showed cerulean military jackets? I think we need a jacket here. Mm. And then cerulean quickly showed up in the collections of eight different designers. And then it uh, filtered down through the department stores and then trickled on down into some tragic casual corner where you no doubt fished it out of some clearance bin. However, that blue represents millions of dollars and countless jobs. And it's sort of comical how you think that you've made a choice that exempts you from the fashion industry when in fact you're wearing a sweater that was selected for you by the people in this room from a pile of stuff. I'm just going into like breaking the scene down That's what this podcast is all about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) What I had never noticed before is how that ballerina saloon skirt becomes a character of its own in the scene. Yeah. Because the camera, there's that there's that shot where she takes the cerulean belt. Uh, I'm going to see how many times I can say cerulean in this. Sequence. If you got to cut to blue, <laughs> I will not. No, um, no judgment. Uh, but you know, she takes that belt and she loops it around the dress, and like the camera follows the belt to the dress, and it lingers mm-hmm. on the dress, and it comes back to her. And then when Nigel puts the jacket on the dress, it comes back to the dress, mm-hmm. and it's always it's always present. And like we talked about earlier, we're seeing Miranda do her job. Yeah. This is Miranda at work. This is Miranda at work. Mm-hmm. And this is Miranda in her element. Yeah. And at this point, we're, you know, we're as obliterated as Andy is. Yeah. it's. I mean, there's so many, like, from the beginning when she says this stuff. Yeah. And it's not stuff. It's, it's stuff. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. Uh, stuff. Yeah. It's it's 
curious yeah. and not judgmental like oh yeah the stuff you call it yeah and, and then, then and then you get that great oh oh okay okay i see, I see. yeah and it's like it's like it gets all untucked uh-huh. it's like oh let me let me just take the uh-huh. nails off earrings off yeah one by one yeah and i no. love the way that when she says uh oh okay i see she's playing with uh-huh. the chain yeah it's it's and like then she, when she's got the hat at the end, uh-huh. and she's like, Holding, it's almost comical. The way she, like, the it's, hat's like a wheel, like a yeah, steering wheel on a yeah. little go-kart. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Yeah. Even before we get into the speech itself, there's that there's that moment when, you know, the dress is revealed. Mm-hmm. And she said, and, you know, it's like, oh, well, you know me. You know, slap any ballerina with a hint of saloon. Oh, but is it, is it too familiar to uh-huh. the, no, to the other one? No, no, I, I thought so. But it might. Yeah. It's, this, it's the shorthand that they have I together. I love that. That I can only imagine comes from it being Stanley Tucci and Meryl Streep right, together. Right, right. That they know? just know what the ends of those sentences are. Yeah, and, yeah. like, I think that, like, that's. Smart acting, smart writing, smart directing, yeah. whatever. That's lightning like, in a bottle is what that yeah. scene is. Yeah, yeah because like, yeah. it's it all just feels like it feels like improv. Mm-hmm. It feels like they're just bouncing ideas. Yeah. It almost feels like Meryl is just improving this. Yeah. yeah um, because because you believe that Miranda knows what she's talking about. Yeah. And that all of this is off the top of her head. Mm-hmm. There's not a moment about this scene that's beautifully scripted. Right. That feels scripted at all. That's I think what it is. And and yet it's such a performed mm-hmm. you know, like you think of like there's so many movies that have, you know, great monologues, sure, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, I even think of, like, I, I think Erin Brockovich has great monologues. Yeah. I think, um, you know, I'm thinking, of course, women, you know, obviously. Yeah. But, uh, like, I even think of, like, Terms of Endearment. I think sure. of the Give My Daughter the Shot moment. Yeah. Where I love, you know, I love the moments. I mm-hmm. love, you know, women acting with a capital A. Yeah. And I don't mind when I know that I when I can see the script. Yeah. I don't mind that I, I know that a moment is being created deliberately. Yeah. Like, I appreciate it because it's what I love. Yeah. It's like, hey, I made you your favorite meal. Sure. Oh, well, thanks. I'm going to eat it, of yeah. course. Yeah. But I think... But they're announced. They're announced. They're when announced. it's like, surprise, I made yeah. your favorite meal. I'm like, oh, cool. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And that's sort of what's brilliant about this scene mm-hmm. is... And again, like, I'm going to go back to just the camera work of it, the handheld editing that were dropped right into the middle of this action. Yeah. And then Andy and Nigel are dropped right into the middle of this action. And we have no idea what's going on until like we get caught up on this little giggle. Right. And then we're in for it. Right. And right. It's, and, 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 and again, I know I keep bringing up the editing, but the editing in this scene too is mm-hmm. fantastic because the reaction shots you get, there's that great shot to uh, Andy with Emily in the background uh-huh. and with the racked focus mm-hmm. and you see Emily Blunt just sort mm-hmm. of like shaking her head. It's, it, it, it's, um, it's perfection. That's I think a, it belongs to a much better movie than the rest of this agreed. movie is. Can I just say, I had so much first job PTSD watching this movie. Same. So Oh much. my God. Like yeah. that's that same anxiety of, I feel like I'm seven years old Yeah. Right so now. then when it gets to that, get me Demacier, mm-hmm. I've got Patrick. Like uh-huh. I sort of had this little like rejoice moment of like, yes. oh yeah. You, Cause you know, that first time in a new job mm-hmm. when you do the most basic action like totally on your own yep. without you, even thinking about it yeah and like you finish transferring the call or hitting send on the email or something and it's like oh i did it. that's and it's totally unremarkable because mm-hmm. it's just the basic of what's expected in the job but it's still like a little victory yes this thing know? that i when i first started i was so afraid i didn't know how to transfer the call sure and i thought oh i'm gonna piss someone yeah. off that in bookkeeping's gonna be so mad i didn't yeah. transfer this call and now i'm like bing bang boom yeah i have patrick exactly yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, I, yeah. that and it's the yeah. nuances like that that the movie gets yes right the early Whereas, job like, there's a better movie in this there is yeah. that's oh that's an interesting idea of like what makes this a better movie? I mean, I think, uh, I guess one question would be is if 
Andy was cast differently. Okay. I would love to talk about uh, Anne Hathaway in yeah. this movie. Yeah. Because, um, I mean, because the whole, I, I think what works about the movie beyond the script, because even the script has its pitfalls when it's outside of runway, mm-hmm. um, is that like main quartet of the lead actors. Yeah. You know, Meryl, and Emily, uh, Stanley, first name basis. Of course, you're um, friends. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and off the bat, I'll say, um, I'm an Anne Hathaway fan. Wow, because that I, you're it, 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 and, and I, I totally I can hear Amanda from uh, Squirrel from Friends, Squirrel yeah. Friends. <laughs> reeling, yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I am. I think she's. Um, I think she's. I think she's a very good actress. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I understand um, her real life or real presented real life persona mm-hmm. uh, seems like I, the, the metaphor I heard a while ago is like, she's, she's that girl in high school who is like uh, the star in every high school musical yep. and on the cheerleading squad and on the yearbook staff mm-hmm. and class president. And she wants to appeal to every single, you know, she wants to be friends with everybody right. or wants everybody to like her. Right. Rather. And that's like a downfall. Right. To make yeah. so, hate you. so there's yeah. always sort of, and you know, you got that, you know, that Oscar moment when, you know, it's like a dream. It came true, you know, this practice yeah, speech. And yeah. Everything. Yeah. But at the same time, like, okay. Yeah. It's kind of cloying, but I, I, I feel like there are some male actors out there who are even more obnoxious, who, get cut slack that yeah for some re- so i'm a bit of an Anne hathaway apologist in that I, way too okay i mean but, you know what there's there's you know there's a need for that i mean i think your point is true that there's a lot of terrible male actors that <laughs> i mean like you know jack black still has a career sure. i don't know why but sure. he still has a career but he's been doing that same uh man boy bit right. since high fidelity right and yeah. i think it's really fucking annoying sure. like i'm over it sure. but people are paying millions to do it yeah Anne Hathaway at least has shown range. Yeah. I, Rachel getting married was the first movie oh. where I was like, okay, this is. And then, um, I mean, it's, it's a silly little movie, but I thought she was delightful and get smart with oh, okay. Steve Carell. Yeah, I didn't and, see it. And I love Steve Carell. Sure. So, yeah. yeah. Well, and there's a moment even in this movie when she, you know, when she wakes up from the potential date rape. Right. Um, not to laugh at that, uh, where she's like stumbling around mm-hmm. in her shoes and yeah. she's sort of, and it's this little bit of physical comedy mm-hmm. that it's very subtle and very specific. And she's in a thinkless role, right? you know, with surrounded by these outsized characters. True. True. But I think, I think casting someone who presents as bland as Anne Hathaway does, mm-hmm. uh, is part of what succeeds in this casting. I think with these three other actors, um, she's perfectly cast. Right. In it. it keeps the levels balanced. Yeah, yeah. It's a thankless role. Yeah. Now I think, um, cause it's also, it's also Miranda Priestley's movie. Right. Too, so you really don't want someone know? to steal focus yeah. too much. I mean, what we were talking about, um, earlier about if this were to be rebooted as a Netflix show, mm-hmm. you know, that, that is Andy's story. Yeah. And that you know? it's like, and, and then that's you... not something that you would cast an Anne Hathaway for. No, because then you, you have to have someone who actually cares about Andy's story outside of runway. Cause yeah. that has to be just as interesting. Exactly. If you're going to do a show. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, to to put a feather in Anne Hathaway's cap, I haven't seen it in a little while, but I remember her having a particularly affecting nuance towards the end of Brokeback Mountain. Yes. When she's on the phone with yes. him. And she, and she does that. Hmm, like, yeah. And I remember thinking, yeah. oh, that is, this is some 
this yeah. is you can't take this away from no. her. She's doing something interesting here. Uh, yeah, she's uh, she's and and like listen, I'm not going to sit here and defend Anne Hathaway because she has an Oscar and I don't. Yeah, so right. Yeah, she's doing fine. Yeah, she's fine. But, yeah, you know, she's she's a bit of a um, she's she's one of those actresses that um, I I'm always willing to cut a little slack. Yeah, because at the end of the day, I think the work she turns out more often than not, like I hated Lemez. I thought she was absolutely breathtaking in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I keep saying the word breathtaking. Um, and like, I, I, <laughs> Sing smiled, your truth, girl. <laughs> I smiled when she showed up at the end of the movie, you know? Yeah. So like, I think, I think, yeah, did she win for those five minutes? Sure. Was the rest of it good? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's someone I'm willing to like, you know, she does, she does great work and that's really all I care about. Yeah. So. And I'm interested to see like Anne Hathaway, like in her forties. That too. I think like, she's, I think she's matured as an actress. I think, yeah, she, I think that she's someone with, with some age. It's yeah. kind of like, you know, Leonardo DiCaprio, yeah. like, you know, he, it's just like, I'm not a big fan of his, but I feel like I'm not excited by him because he just looks so young. Yeah. And so it just, Sure. It doesn't just doesn't draw me in. Yeah. Um, what life experience does he have? Yeah, yeah. right. It's like yeah. you know, it's like give me an Alan Arkin. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> you waste my time with this kid, you know? Yeah. Alan Alda. Too. Yeah, sure. Yeah. 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 Where are the Allens yeah. at? Yeah. Um speaking of Alan Arkin, it, it is just like a total tangent, but I uh watched on a plane recently. I, I rewatched Little Miss Sunshine. Oh. And I forgot how brilliant that movie is. Yeah. Like just Talk about a movie that is so much better than mm-hmm. it needed to be. Yeah, and bringing it back, he beat Eddie er- Eddie Murphy for the supporting actor. Oh, that's Oscar right. That yeah. I mean, and he's so funny in he, that movie. He is a capital S supporting actor. Yeah. Oh, it is. It's yeah. such a quintessential, yeah. like the kind of like role that should win yeah. an Oscar. For yeah. Best and then you get him actor. out of the way halfway through. Yep, yeah. But he's got the best lines. Mm-hmm. He has spoiler meaning- alert. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. But meaningful moments. Yeah. And I was surprised at, at, that Abigail Breslin is way better in that movie than I was giving. Oh her yeah. She's like, like oh wow that's like that like an affecting well, moment. She carries a lot of the movie on her yeah, shoulders too. Yeah. And there's a real just like. Child actors, very few yeah. of them can like have gravitas. Yeah, and Kiernan I think... Shipka is the only one that I'm willing to from Mad Men. Uh, oh. She's Sabrina. She's Sabrina. Oh, I haven't okay. watched Sabrina yet. Oh, okay. She was remarkable on Mad Men. Oh, sure. So, okay. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I, Mad Men's one of those shows. Probably in like ten years, I'll finally sit down. Sure. Like that, and like The Sopranos. Yeah, and I, and I think with Mad Men in particular, when you finally do get around to sitting down right to watch it right away, you're gonna have Christina Hendricks. Oh yeah, who's just a fashion icon on the show. Yep. Um, it, it's 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 a thrill. It's yeah, a thrill. yeah, you yeah. get but stuff it right takes away. a while to get into. Like, yeah. it's a little boring. But, yeah, yeah, I watched I think the first episode a few years ago, and I was like, oh, this is an investment. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But there's those shows. It's like West Wing. Like someday mm-hmm. I'm gonna watch it so that I can say I watched <laughs> you, the West Wing. And you got the entry point of Alice and Janney, That's, and then you can add Mary Louise Parker and Soccer Channing to it too, I, right? Yeah. Like I, my Christmas, my birthday. There you go. Like, piling yeah. up in one day. Yeah. <laughs> Anna Devere Smith. Oh, I love her. Oh, yeah. That. That moment and Rachel getting married mm-hmm. when she just leans back into the chair and silently cries yes. with her mouth shut. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love that moment because it like that was giftable my... moment. Yes, because <laughs> it was so like the reminder of the stepmom in the room who yeah. can't. She's not part of this conversation. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. Ugh.
I have this note is the Devil Wears Prada, the feminine American nightmare design d- disguised as the dream. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think that's, and maybe we've been, we've talked about this a little bit, but like the problematic parts of sure. this movie, let's go there. Sure. Let's, yeah. I feel like, I know the ultimate story is that this world that she goes into and mm-hmm. that she changes herself to be a part of ultimately is not worth it. Is sure. not, is not healthy, whatever. Very she, superficial. Right. Yeah. And she comes to her senses and all that. But I think my problem with that is that the movie glorifies it to such an extent until the final moment yeah. that it doesn't earn the turnaround. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Well, cause I mean, there, there's that scene at the end when they're in the limo and, uh, Miranda's talking about, you know, Oh, I see a lot of myself in you. Mm-hmm. I see a great deal of myself in you. You can see beyond what people want and what they need, and you can choose for yourself. I don't think I'm like that. I... I couldn't do what you did to Nigel Miranda. I couldn't do something like that. You already did. No, that that was different. I didn't have a choice. Oh, no, you chose. You chose to get ahead. I don't believe that Miranda's describing Andy. It just sounds like Miranda's describing Miranda. And there Mm. is this sort of, which, you know, maybe that is on purpose that Andy's like, that's not who I am. Right. Um... And then walks away, but uh, that it it felt kind of flat. Yeah, you know? I, I think like the ending in in both Andy's rejection of the fashion world and Miranda's like recommendation of her. Yeah, neither felt fully earned. No, um, it felt rushed. Yeah, it yeah. felt rushed. It felt like they had they had they knew they wanted Andy to eventually decide. Okay, this is not right. for me, but. There was no real like big confrontation. There was yeah. no big comeuppance from sure. Miranda, and not right. that there had to be, but that's often no. how these work. Well, but but also I get the feeling that the movie's already established that she's had her comeuppance with another divorce mm-hmm. and another failure, and, right? You know, right. Another having to outmaneuver the men in her industry, you right? Know, and that, just like yeah. the whole like continuing to have your yeah your career kind of right. be the focus. I mean, yeah. there's that whole thing that Nigel says of like, let me know when your whole life goes up. Smoke. When is this time for a promotion? I wish there was just more commentary in recognizing that, like, yeah, you can do this. You yeah. can be this, but you're going to destroy the rest right. of your life. Yeah. Like, I just, I think there's so much idealizing, uh-huh. and especially being in New York sure. and kind of being in that world of, like, of advancing. Right. Yeah. And, and that's the American dream. That's the correct thing to do. Right. Yeah. And I just think, like, when we talk about what can make this movie better, I think a stronger commentary on how this is destroying these people. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. I'd, well, I'd love to see more destruction, I guess. Right, yeah. right. Because I kept, and that was one of those things that I kept having to remind myself that it was um, 2006. And maybe this is a bit cynical and just me, but I'm thinking like when they're telling, you know, when they're telling her, oh, you got to quit that job. You got to quit that job. I'm thinking like, they just gave you, a, she just gave you a Mark Jacobs purse and she gets paid, you know, well enough, I yeah. guess. And she's got, she gets all these perks and also it's a regular job. Right. Like, and like, I feel like people who like moved to New York kind of know that in the beginning, sometimes you got to do those jobs. Right. Like yeah. it's just like, I don't know. I, I feel like 
none of these friends had the empathy to recognize we've all come here to start a career. No. You don't move to New York just to like casually settle in. No. You come here to like like why would anyone sign up to live here right. and pay these prices and right. pay this rent and live in a filthy city yeah. like that's falling apart in its own ways right. and is great in other ways. Yeah. Like unless you had a real intention. Exactly. And so I just think for them to come here and be like, geez, Andy, you're being really ambitious. Yeah. It's, um, it makes me think of, I was listening to this other podcast and they were talking about found footage horror movies oh, and God. how many found footage horror movies are about, um, a, a woman who, uh, had some kind of career aspiration and then fucked up and put all these people in this situation, a la Heather and uh, right, Witch Project. Yeah, yeah. And that there is this thing of like punishing a woman yeah, for, totally. for trying to advance her career. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah definitely. Um, and I do think there is a lot of that here. Oh, totally. Totally. And, and I, I don't think the movie succeeds in coming out on one side or another mm-hmm. of that. Right. Because we get that, you know, we get the, um, the note I, I titled it the glacial divorce mm-hmm. scene. Mm-hmm. Oh um, yes, you yeah. know, mm-hmm. which is a fanta- another fantastic scene yeah. with how quiet it is. Um, but it's all you know that's all about Meryl, and she's got that dragon lady uh, career obsessed Snow Queen drives away another Mister Priestley, and I mean these are all very real, very um, legitimate um, issues to bring up of like you know what the way we refer to um, you know what I. Call, you know, what I called in the notes somewhere, badass bitches getting stuff done. Right, you know? right, yeah. But then, you know, to your point, we haven't exactly seen anything to refute those titles mm-hmm. for this particular person. Right. And I realize right. as we're talking about this movie that uh, I'm sort of starting to change my opinion about Miranda. Mm-hmm. But I think what it is is I'm, I'm just realizing how much I bought into Meryl yeah, as the character. Yeah, that she was selling it. And that's what sort of like what does work about this movie yeah. is, you know, I used the term lightning in a bottle earlier. Of like they just lucked out with Meryl yeah. in general, who almost left the production at some point. Oh, really? Because of salary uh, disputes. Wow. But, yeah. I mean, like she's probably part of the reason this movie made so much money. Absolutely. So I hope that turned around. Absolutely, yeah. I think that that, you know, that crying scene um, and that whole idea of like, oh, they're going to call me all these things, Dragon Lady, all that. To your point, yeah, we don't see any, like many alternatives to right. that. And I think to your point, like people don't see that in the world of this movie. And we see so few times when that comes down right i feel like there's like three choice moments i feel like there's when andy arrives with the book uh-huh. and she walks in on them having that yeah. fight with those creepy creepy twins yes yeah. and like and miranda is just this like nervous panicked wife of like yeah. i tried everything i just yeah. and it's like it's almost kind of eerie yeah and very like powerful and very like played down well and and she's you see, I, I noticed you see the bags under her eyes, yeah. which isn't a criticism. No, it's you see how worn out she is. Yeah, even her her body language in that moment when she's trying to you know appeal to her husband. Yeah, and that guy plays like the asshole husband in everything. Sure, yeah. I've seen him in so many things. Sure, yeah. But she's got this kind of hunched over, almost like what she did for Julia Child quality yeah. of like just trying to like like the body language was like, please just listen, yeah. pleading with him. Right. Yeah. And I felt like that showed us. That showed us the real Miranda or a different Miranda uh, really effectively. And then there's that moment when she asks for the Harry Potter books and then she's on the phone with her kid. Uh-huh. She's like, oh, yes, baby, yeah. I've asked. Yeah. Where I felt like that was too on the nose sure. to show, oh, look, she's a mom too. Yeah. I think, again, where this movie could improve is yeah. those little moments of humanity yeah. of of not 
putting the exclamation point on them. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Because the crying scene... Of matching Meryl in the way this is delivered. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because I think Meryl is like, hey, you don't need to give me too much. Right. I'll give you... Like, that crying scene, when I compare it to, like, the scene in the hours that feels kind of like, you know, an acting yeah. exercise, yeah. but I love it, yeah. um, it's Meryl crying at full sure. Meryl. Sure. And in this, she has to be so economic. Yeah. And I think... Like, for example, there's that thing in that little speech she has when she's... She, there's some pause before she says, like, and I'll need to call when she, Leslie. When she gets back to business. Yeah. 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 Or, or it's, I think it's towards the beginning of it. Oh, okay. Because it's when she says, well, I'll need to call Leslie. And she pauses before she says it because she has to, like, gather herself. Yeah. I need to contact um, Leslie see what she can do to minimize the press. Another divorce splashed across page six. Just imagine what they're going to write about me. The dragon lady, career obsessed. Snow Queen drives away another Mr. Priestley. Rupert Murdoch should cut me a check for all the papers I sell for him. Anyway, I don't, I don't really Unfair to the girls. Just another disappointment. Another letdown. Another father figure. <laughs> Gone. <laughs> I love where she says, I don't care what they say about me. Yeah. And like the way she says that yeah. with these like bulged eyes uh-huh. and then starts to break on yeah. but my girl. Yeah. And it's just so that. To them. Yeah. 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 But to just yeah. To, to show us all of that other side of Miranda. Because cause that where I think the movie forgot about it, that's mm-hmm. that's what I'm talking about mm-hmm. of like Meryl seeing the big picture and using the text. Like yes. just in that line <sighs> of my girls. Yeah. That answers everything she needs to know about that relationship. Exactly. That's and that's mm-hmm. again, this is just a testament to Meryl Street. Yeah. In know? the same way <laughs> at the beginning when she says, And what are you doing here? Yeah. You know, or like uh what was the where she hit the T hard at the beginning? Uh, said, I don't understand why it's so difficult. Yeah. 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 Where it's like that I mean, I feel like it's the thesis of this podcast. These yeah. nuances matter. Yeah. They or, make a difference. Or or coming back to this stuff, it's like it's a word she's never heard before. Yeah. In this office mm-hmm. anyway. So she doesn't say it like a word that she's offended by. No. She says it like, Oh, okay, yeah. what's this idea you right. think? Yeah. And then you realize she knows the whole time exactly. what she's doing. Exactly. And she's always seeing the whole picture. Yeah. And the, yeah. And, the, and the thing is, I think it's uh, a flaw of the story itself. Because I don't know if you've read the book. I haven't, it's, no. It's a terrible book. Is it? Yeah. It's god-awful. Mm-hmm. But um, Andy a- Andy is not a sympathetic um protagonist oh i feel okay well in the i mean book maybe, or in, maybe not maybe not sympathetic certainly not in the book yeah um but may, maybe not sympathetic part of it it makes me think of like i mean the first example i can think of i don't know if you've seen the movie teen witch but any movie where someone discovers they have powers yeah there's that period of time where they're like having like the fun use of their powers yeah. and then there's when they're their powers are alienating other people sure. or creating problems they didn't think would create. Sure. Like in Teen Witch, she cre- she sets the spell that everyone's going to just like be in love with her. Right. But now they're just like mobbing her everywhere right. she goes. Yeah. And now her best friend's like, you don't have any time for me because everyone like wants to hang out with you. Right. Yeah. So I feel like 
she kind of has a similar thing here sure, where like okay. she's a protagonist who's fucking up. Yeah. I think Easy A did this. That's okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. I take that back. That's mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. fair. That's yeah. fair. It's yeah. definitely a model that's been done sure. of like sure. a, pr- a protagonist we have to also forgive. Right. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. yeah. You know what? That, yeah. I'm, I've been schooled on that. Well, I mean, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, it, yeah. This is a, it's a Montessori situation. Right. It's just like a, um, which I, it's like, finally, I, I got yeah. into Montessori. Yeah. Right. I've been trying all these years. Well, all you had to do <laughs> Is just you know uh, keep keep trying. Just keep playing. It's like drag drag race. Just yep. keep applying. Keep applying year after year. Yeah, yeah. We just want to see you be you. <laughs> um, so I want to talk a little bit about uh, Stanley Tucci. Oh yeah, because I think he is he is a very interesting figure mm-hmm. through to that moment at the end. Yeah. Which is a face journey. Yes. That I men rarely yeah. give me a face journey. Yeah. It's Stanley Tucci, who it's like, I know he's not gay, but I appreciate the yeah. queerness of Stanley oh, Tucci. Oh, absolutely. You know? Yeah. Um, and and he's, he's got a very strong track record of yeah. queerness. You know? yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, I think he, like, he's just one of those, you know, straight men with, with feminine yeah. tendencies that he can access. And, and I feel like that, um, I, I could be talking out of my ass, but I feel like he comes alive opposite... Um, a female actor. Yeah. Yeah. More, I you know, agree. At I, least, at least the moments that have resonated with me mm-hmm. more. I think he, I think he plays and improvises in movies the way women do. Yes. Like I think of that scene with him and Andy, when he announces that he's moving on yeah. and then she's like, well, what about, Oh no, no, no she knows. Yeah. She knows. Yeah. I thought this feels improvised. Yeah. And well, it, and again, it's like him in the cerulean sweater monologue. Yeah. Of, uh, you know, Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Just, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, I feel like he's he's a great partner in a scene because he's always listening. Yeah. And so he's finding the things to kind of like, yes, and. Yeah. And yeah. I think, um, like, I love that that sort of like, oh, no, she knows. She yeah. knows he has food in his mouth. Yeah. He's like, oh, my God, can uh-huh. you imagine? Yeah. And, and she's good, too. Yeah. Like, oh, I, it, it's yeah. it's that fragments yeah. thing. Yeah. And it's so without uh, vanity, yes. too. Yeah. Like, down to the food in his mouth. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's those moments of this doesn't feel like acting. Yeah. It feels like, oh, they caught this candid moment. A partner would be me. No, 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 Miranda knows because oh, she put me up for it. Oh God, no, Miranda. <laughs> but, but, but you're leaving. We've talked about this in All Right, Mary, that like Nigel also has that line about being like a little kid reading Runway Under the Blanket as yeah. a kid, and like you know he represents that like that that queer who's living his dream yeah. come true. And yeah. I feel like that goes so much further to justify like really exploring this world mm-hmm. and this industry mm-hmm. than anything else that's presented. In the yeah. Movie. Cause yeah. that, cause that's a very, you know, that's a very real, very personal appeal mm-hmm. to it. Yeah. Um, and you know, I, I don't know very much about fashion. I mean, what makes you think I, I'm interested <laughs> yeah. in fashion or just a couple of Andy Sachs over here. Right. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, I will, I will say, you know, after, I mean, to bring it back to drag race real quickly after the lady Gaga episode, mm-hmm. just hearing her talk about these different designers and these different fashions and seeing it in a context of presented as art, which, you know, drag is right. it's political art. Right. Um, I mean, I went out and bought this giant, 
coffee table book of Lady Gaga just because it was like, mm-hmm. I want to like just look at your fashion right. here, at this right. art that it is. And that's um, that's a long way of just saying how much I love that moment. Right. Of that like a, scene. Of yeah. yeah. Uh, that I can appreciate what fashion has meant to people, even yeah. if it wasn't something that meant something to me. Exactly. I, yeah. I get the nerve that it spoke to. Like for me, that was, you know, I think as a kid, like the stuff that I was, I wasn't like reading fashion magazines, but I was like, watching horror movies yeah. and watching like campy movies. And I was like archiving all of that totally. and like disaster movies from the seventies. Yeah. And that's what spoke to me. Yeah. Uh, and I think like, it's so like, it's so relieving. I think now, like in that context, because obviously like gays and fashion, the Venn diagram is pretty sure. overlapping. Yeah. But when I've seen the overlap of like horror and, and queer and yeah. like, gay people who are into horror movies and it's like, Oh, okay, great. I was, I'm not alone. Right. There's something I was picking up on that other people were picking up on. Yeah. And I think to compare the two, cause it's like, I understand the appeal of fashion for somebody who feels sure. like an outcast in the middle of nowhere. It's this sort of fabulous, exciting energy mm-hmm. that you can access and then try to bring into your own life. Mm-hmm. And I think with horror, it's like, I think it, I think there's a whole bunch of things. I think there is a, that RuPaul element of not taking life too seriously. Sure. I think there's that thing of, of facing fears. Mm-hmm. I think there's also, for me, horror movies are about um, how how you get through something mm-hmm. and cheering someone on and yeah. getting through something. Yeah, yeah. And like empathizing with that struggle. It's yeah. just at like an operatic level. Yeah, sort of living vicariously through the final girl. Yeah. yeah. And so like that's why it's so important to me that she survives yeah. because it's like that's why I'm watching this. Right. Yeah. So I get Nigel's point of view. Like I just I'm not I don't need like I'm not I don't think I want to like work on like a horror movie set. Right. Yeah. But I like that's why I do a podcast where I can just queen out about it. Absolutely. Cuz like that's the stuff that um told me as a kid that like I wasn't so weird right because something spoke to me yeah you know yeah absolutely yeah Yeah. Yeah. so I get why I get how fashion is that for someone like him sure and I think it makes that story I think it makes his story kind of kind of I think his story is very depressing yes like do you I I see him as one of those I can I worry like oh god what if I end up like this like one Mm. of those gay men in New York yeah who not that you have to have a relationship, but maybe doesn't have much of a personal life, yeah. whatever the form. Because he's bought so much into the professional world. Yeah. That he, that he's put so much into yeah. as well. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, he's one of those gay men who travels all the time mm-hmm. and sees the world yeah. and does fabulous things and goes to fashion week. Yeah. But then uh, is alone when yeah. he goes home. Well, and there, there's there's a scene um, about midway through the movie, I think, that, um, again, I had never noticed this before. But did you notice when um, when Nigel and Andy get on the elevator and uh, Herb, the CEO, mm-hmm. is there, Nigel code switches when he's on the elevator with him. Mr. Evans, Nigel. Issue going well? Oh, yes, our best September ever. Great. Herb Miranda killed Autumn Jackets and pulled up the Sedona shoot. What's that costing me? About 300000 Must have been some lousy jackets. Herb Rabbits. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. This is Andy Sachs, Miranda's new assistant. Oh, congratulations, young lady. A million girls would kill for that job. Bye-bye. Chairman of Elias Clark, Herb Rabbits. You know what they say. Tiny man, huge ego. 
he becomes way more restrained, I mm-hmm. feel, in his physicality. And there's this oh, sort of like yeah. shared smile or nod between the two of them. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, huh? and I, I feel, and I could be wrong, I rem- uh, remembering it wrong, but I feel like um, the octave of his voice mm-hmm. lowers just a, just a smidge. And yeah. when the CEO leaves, you know, he's got that, you know what they say, like he goes back to a mm-hmm. little quip mm-hmm. that feels like a breath of fresh air in the scene. Yes. Because And I and, and maybe I was just reading into it, but like this was the first time I noticed that there's a there's a very subtle shift that again I think is all Stanley Tucci. Yeah. Um that happens in that, you know, so there's there's constant negotiating that he has to do. Yeah. Well the that. perfect example there's and I know and I remember what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. That he does straighten up. I also mm-hmm. know it the number of times I've done it. Right, yeah. And then you compare that to that scene in the in the run through and he's like, well you give me a you know ballerina skirt yeah. with a hint of saloon and yeah. and like he just queers out. Yeah, absolutely. Or and, when they're when they're <clears> out at Central Park with that photo shoot which was like the prom theme of my nightmares. Oh and he's yeah, you know, right. he's doing his thing and he's just you know like he's threatening to throw her throw her to one of the models oh, right, the starving right. models or you know he's in his element. Yes. And it's yes. when this um uh powerful uh heteronormative masculine energy steps into the room that mm-hmm. he has to negotiate and uh compromise yeah. a little bit. And it's and that's what he has to that's that's his daily existence. Yeah. You know? And it, what it makes me think of right away is because we were talking before about like what does a woman have to do to have power in, sure. this, in this world? What does a gay man have to do to have power in this world? Yeah. Even in the fashion world. Yeah. Or because, to pass in this world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's like at the end of the day, like, but who's writing the checks? Yeah. You know? And like that's what it really comes down to. Yeah. And I mean, I think the fact that Nigel ultimately gets fucked over, you know, for that position. Yeah. Um, I think, I think what that speaks to is, I mean, it's definitely speaking to like Miranda being the villain. Mm-hmm. And I think is, is recognizing in a way that like Nigel was, it was like, he was doing all the right things. Sure. He was doing everything he was advising Andy on yeah. and saying like, this is what you have to do to advance and succeed. Sure. And then he got still fucked over. Yeah. And I feel like he was, you know, we talked about this before we started, but we could get into it. But like that wizard of Oz theme mm-hmm. that he was her scarecrow yeah. and like, you know, was kind of guiding her through this journey. Mm-hmm. But like he, he got screwed over by the wizard at the end, Yeah. you know? And yeah, just like took it as like, well, she'll, she'll pay me back. Yeah. But he doesn't believe it. You know, he doesn't believe it, you know? And, 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 you know, it serves the larger picture of the story that Andy sees that he doesn't believe it. Mm -hmm. And that's, and it, and maybe that's something that that's what, you know, pushes her over the edge there. Right. But, um, like that could be her in another 10 years thinking she's going to get promoted and hearing Emily's name announced. Right. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. Although we know it's not going to be Emily's name. Right. Right. Cause she's, well, there's that moment again. Is it, it's the, it's the scene after, uh, Andy is not able to get her the flight back to New York. Right. And she's saying how disappointed she is. And Mm -hmm. she's like, you know, that whole thing about like, take a chance on the smart fat one, you know, but she has a thing of like. You know, you were different, like so many of them, and she looks she over. She looks over, yeah. And no one's there. Emily's yeah. not even there, but it's just that gesture of like, are stupid. Yeah. And and that was dumb, so brilliant of dumb. like, yeah, yeah, of oh, you think yeah. nothing of Emily mm-hmm. this whole time. Yeah. That Emily thinks that she's getting closer. And again, because you've got two minutes of Miranda just talking at Emily and not looking at her once. Yeah. You know, from the very beginning, it tells which you, also yeah. you know brought to me you know the thought of. Cause there's, cause Emily Blunt in this movie mm. has some fantastic like she's, face acting and yes. nuances and you know, and all that. 
because um, there's there's a look that she gives where her her mouth kind of like moves mm-hmm. a little bit, like she's trying to re- like she's restraining oh, saying something. I know exactly what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it just it, it it suddenly I, I was I was wondering like, what do these characters really think right. about Miranda Priestly? What are they not saying? Yeah, what's in there? Yeah, yeah. And and yeah. I think like maybe because I guess we see enough. Uh, and maybe I'm just advocating for a Netflix reboot. I don't yeah, know. I mean, but like that's something that I would have loved to have seen more of. Oh, more you know? of Emily. Emily yeah. is a great. I think she was nominated for an Oscar. She was nominated for a Golden Globe. Golden Globe. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, she was. I, I would say similar to like quintessential best supporting kind yeah. of role. Like it's such a scene stealing kind of thing. She yeah. has so many great lines. Mm-hmm. I, I think my I think my favorite I mean she's so many good ones but my yeah. favorite nuance of Emily Blunt in this movie is the pudding lid in the hospital because oh, it's like I bet that ripped on by accident yeah. and she kept working with oh, it oh absolutely you know yeah and I just that, that's where I took the note that like the joy of watching a nuanced actor yeah. accomplish a task yeah for you know for me it's when she's laying out the book for Andy and she's mm-hmm. like now the book is very important don't touch it right it's, oh yeah don't touch it's it it's yeah, such yeah. a throwaway moment that, that yeah uh, that again, was it improvised exactly yeah yeah, 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 yeah. yeah yeah and it feels so much like it was improvised yeah. yeah I think of that as well when that great turning point when they're in Paris or when they're going to that that gala and mm. then Andy says you look so thin yeah and that's everything Emily wanted to hear that's she's all- like she's like Really? Yeah. You know, I've been on this diet. And yeah. She, and then she says, and every time I get hungry, and the way she laughs on, I eat a Cuba, Cuba cheese, yeah. and she laughs on that yeah. line. You look so thin. Do I? Yeah. Oh, it's for Paris. Well, I'm on this new diet. It's very effective. Well, I don't eat anything. And when I feel like I'm about to faint, I eat a cube of cheese. Well, it's definitely working. I know. I'm just one stomach flew away from my gold weight. That again, nuances uh-huh. matter. Yeah, I don't know what it is, but laughing on that line made me love their relationship yeah. suddenly. Absolutely. Well, you know? and and then just a little bit later, when you see the panic on Emily's face when she comes up empty. Yep. Uh, yeah. You know, on yeah. Uh, name for the face. Yeah. And, all, yeah. and just the little interaction between you know, because like seeing Andy have Emily's back. Right. That's something that's yeah. like That's a touch that like more of that. Right. Like that makes me think of like. This happened on Drag Race when when uh, like Trixie and Pearl had the lip sync against each other in yeah. season seven, and they whisper "I love you" to each yeah. other before they lip sync. Yeah, it's that moment of like, totally. I see you. Yeah, Ugh, I I yeah. really I think Bob and Derek had a similar moment yes. too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. then Bob has that little speech about Derek at the end. Mm-hmm. That's like, oh, yo, oh, yeah, oh, oh, that was nice of you. Yeah, no, Derek. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I I think that. Again, advocating for this this Netflix series. Seriously, yeah. there is there are so many subplots for mm-hmm. Emily, like so many Emmys that that yeah, character could get. Absolutely, um, that yeah, and I, I would. That's another character where like I thought, oh, what if Emily was? I know we talked about this was a gay sure. man, but I would love to see someone like like Titus Burgess in that role. Oh, you know what I mean? Yeah, like like that kind of casting. Absolutely, where it takes it in a whole new direction. Yeah, um, but it's still like that character. Yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Or or even like um, I, I guess I guess he's uh, too old, questionable. Mm. But like an Alec Mappa sort oh, of actor. Oh yes, you know. Yeah, it might think of like a Mario Cantone. Yeah, almost, which would be yeah. a whole other level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like a millennial Mario right, Cantone. Yeah, right, and yeah. then I think well, well, you know it. With these drag race girls, I mean, I don't think Willem has the range, but it'd be interesting. Shangela. Shangela would be would amazing. Be good. Yeah. Yeah. Or like, I mean, I, what I would adore 
is adore. Jinx Monsoon. Oh, Jinx. Oh, oh, I would yeah. adore. Jinx Monsoon. I thought you were about to say oh, adore. adore. Yeah. Jinx, yeah. yeah, adore with her acting yeah. abilities. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> with, yeah. Well, but then on that, Ben might. Oh, my God. Ben might ben be good. Ben in drag yeah. as that character. Oh, man. I would love. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm, I'm yeah. asking for too much in this world. Um, <laughs> when you said that thing about Emily with like her, the little mouth move thing that yeah. she does, she does that in the end when Andy calls her yeah. and offers the clothes from Paris. Yeah. She's like, which is a part I, yeah. yeah, it's a part I always forget about. Same. I yeah. forgot that happened. But it's, it's it, like, that's, that's a super, that's a perfect button on what for this format of telling the story should be a superficial yeah. plot line. Yeah. That's only more beyond superficial because of what Emily Blunt brings to it. Yeah. But it's still a perfectly, cause going back to what you said about like all she wants to hear mm-hmm. is that she looks thin. Right. Like seeing Emily get the success of you get all these fashion designer labels. Right. Yeah, great. Right. I wanted to celebrate for her. Yeah. I, I was on her side by yeah. the end and there is a sweetness of her saying to the new, yeah. the new Andy, you have big shoes to fill. Yeah. Like it's, I, I wish people were nicer to each other in this movie, right, but like yeah. that's just me. That's, but, but that's yeah. all. But that's also the movie. Th- yeah, you know? like that was something that I had to recognize. It's like this is just what the movie. Is. Right. Yeah. They wouldn't have a plot if everyone wasn't mean. Right. It's called yeah. the Devil Wears Prada. Right. Yeah. yeah. Not the like you know not the the kindly camp counselor wears <laughs> you know Talbots. Yeah. Um, everyone's wearing Target because it's comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> briefly about uh, how interchangeable almost all the men in this movie yeah, are and yeah. how um, I don't entirely feel like that's intentional, but right. it sort of works it, yeah. in a weird way. Yeah. You know? When you think of how many movies where the women were exactly. are interchangeable, you right. know, and yeah. I think like, eh, yeah, serves you right. You exactly. Know? Yeah. Well, and it's, um, you know, cause that, that is one thing I really appreciate about the movie is as superficial and problematic as it can be about it, how it switches mm-hmm. the focus on the genders in the film. And I've mentioned this to you in the past. Um, and I think it was brought up on all right, Mary, that, uh, Meryl Streep partially based the, her performance, uh, especially her voice off of, uh, Clint Eastwood and oh, dirty Harry, right, which I think right. is such an incredible, like that is drag. Yeah. That's yeah. like subverting this capital M masculine yeah. icon mm-hmm. for this, you know, totally feminine to the hilt. Yeah. Icon. Yeah. Um, it's just incredible. Um, yeah. To bring Clint Eastwood into a powerful female role. Yeah. Who's still wearing dresses uh-huh. and makeup and has her uh-huh. hair done. It's not like and, she's, yeah. you know, a and, drill sergeant. Yeah. yeah. And, we, and wielding it. Like the yeah. way she plays with her jewelry right. or the glasses, you yeah. know, it's, oh, it's yeah. all the weapon. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, and that's an interesting commentary that the fashion is not just looks. It's, it's not just appearances, which is I think what everyone at runway is trying to say. It's right. more than just like, like what you're wearing, yeah. it's what it does for you. It's what it says. Absolutely, it's, it's the expressions, the statements. Yeah, and it's like she's practicing all that. Yeah, because yeah. like like to to go back to when uh, you know when Andy shows up with the book at her house, mm-hmm. or uh, you know when she's the crying scene, mm-hmm. we're seeing her deglammed. You know, right. like because I noticed like her her jacket is wide open. Yeah, in that in that first scene. Oh, the one with the husband. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and maybe it's designed that way, but it, it felt like it's like the armor is. She's a little disheveled. Yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. And then like she's entirely without makeup. Yeah. You know, she's out of this drag. Yeah. And it, and that was like this visual storytelling of I believe that when Miranda puts on the drag of Miranda Priestley, right, she feels powerful. That's when it and, clicks in. And yeah. you know, it's like you know for that 
Netflix reboot, there's the right. tragedy of Miranda Priestly, if you will, mm-hmm. is that this is where she's at home and this yeah. is where she feels like the most powerful yeah. and all the compromises or not compromises, but all the sacrifices she has to make Yeah, and yeah. the person she has to become to do that. Right. Like the powerful empire is yeah. built on a swamp yeah. of, of, of a failing marriage and, mm-hmm. and who knows what her relationship with her kids is like. Right. And, yeah. and just like, yeah. I, I, how many friends does she have? Yeah. How many genuine friendships? Because she, you could say, oh, Nigel's her friend, but she fucked yeah. him over. Right. So, like, it's not a genuine Would connection. Would she say Nigel's her friend? Right. Is the thing. Right. You know, or always... maybe maybe she thinks that's the closest to a friend she has. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, it's sort of like, I remember a comment you guys made about um, uh, Jessica Wilde on season two mm-hmm. when she's interacting. And I, I love this line uh, that, like, RuPaul's not interacting with a peer, but Jessica Wilde's interacting with a peer. Mm-hmm. And it's like, how often does Miranda Priestly feel like she's interacting with a peer? Right, and right. Who like who does fit that bill for yeah, her? Yeah, who are her people? Yeah. Who are the people that she talks to and she's like, ah, I respect you. Yeah. 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 I, all I can think of is like when she smiled at something Tom Ford did in 2002. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, I think, oh, it was probably Tom Ford. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But like even Jacqueline, she doesn't exactly She hates see. her. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. And she just uses her as a pawn to right. like you know and I, I don't you know she clearly doesn't respect herb or yeah. whatever his name is yeah you know? so it's it's this um you know and and that's where i find there's so much to be mined from the character mm-hmm. um, yeah like the loneliness at the top yeah, yeah i feel like that's all i have though. i mean I, I feel like we have if not we have we have mined this movie. We have dived into the details yeah. in the way that I want to dive into the details. Perfect. Thank you for the indulgence. Thank this you. This celebration of nuance. Are yeah. you, I've been looking forward to this all week. I know. I know. We've been, we talked about it for a while, and yeah. I was like, okay, let's do this. Yeah. Amazing. This was, thank you for choosing this movie. Thank I had you for not, having me. Oh, consider this an open invitation. What else do you want to clean out about? <laughs> oh, I've, I've got, that's the rest of my notepad right great, there. We'll great. figure it out. We'll figure out a there. schedule yeah. for 2019. <laughs> Perfect. Tell us how we can get more information about Everyone Else Has and um, how to support it. Yeah. Uh, Everyone Else Has. We have a uh, Facebook page, uh, Everyone Else Has. Uh, on there, we have the most recent uh, trailer promo that mm-hmm. we released um, that I think you're... Uh, split second, like Ooh. Lincoln, you'll miss it. You're in it. Ooh, all right. Um, well, that's a reason we, to watch. We use a lot from that day mm-hmm. of filming. Uh, if if anybody uh, is interested, uh, Colin plays an Andy Cohen fan. Yes. Yeah. It was. You know, I did a lot of background work. I did a lot of notes. I read the the text. I you know. Well, I gotta say, one of my favorite things about doing that is I get to put in all these stupid pop cultural references that I get so much enjoyment. Yeah. Out of, and I think just comes as part of being a gay man. Right, right. social media and all these tools and yeah, everything. Yeah, is so. I can make these references. Exactly. That's why I have this podcast, yeah. so I can make references. Right, yeah. right, right, right. Yeah. yeah. And um, uh, so we have a Facebook page for that. We've got an Instagram. I think it's everyone underscore else underscore has. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I'm reciting my uh, email address or something. <laughs> well, I'll put it um, in the in the description perfect, as well, perfect, just in case. Yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, like I said, it's uh, myself, Logan Keeler, uh, Mary DiCarlo is the head writer on it. Um, and Ava Marie Wojcik, and uh, I hope I'm pronouncing her last name right. She's gonna hit, she's gonna kill me. We're all um, in it and writing it and putting it all together, and it's a, it's a project of uh, love and a passion project, and um, and it's uh, very nuanced. Thank you. I love it. I thank I appreciate you. like I can tell there's like a I can sense an eye of like paying of detail right. of like let's not just tell the basic story. How can we like I like what I like about it is 
uh, you have somehow managed to tell like, you know, four people in Brooklyn trying mm-hmm. to figure out their lives and weave in these like absurdist things that like shouldn't work. Sure. But they do. Oh, thank you. And then when I say they shouldn't work, it's like it, that's how well done it is thank that you. it works. Because that could fall flat easily. Thank you very you know? much. Yeah. yeah. Like, like Delilah has like these bizarre sure. situations that like somehow this totally makes sense sure. in this very relatable story about speed dating. Right. You yeah. know? Well, yeah. and, 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 and I think a lot of that is just a, a testament to um, sort of tooting my own horn here, all four of us. Mm-hmm. Um, and because uh, cause all four of these characters, we spent like a good year just mm-hmm. like brainstorming them and yeah. crafting them and putting them together and figuring out how they relate to each other and everything. So there's what, you know, what you're seeing, not that we've, not that the speed dating was an actual event that happened that one of us experienced or something, mm-hmm. but there are things in the show and in this upcoming season that are, you know, based on, uh, true stories. Um, but beyond that, just what you're seeing in the characters is a lot of ourselves yeah. in there. Yeah. So it's a little, like, it's a little scary sometimes yeah. watching it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but it's also, um, and I try in person, I can only speak for myself. I try not to approach it as therapy. Right. <laughs> right. Not working anything which, out here. Which I don't think it should be. Yeah. Um, it is a very scary, very exciting project. Yeah. Because of that. Yeah. I think um, when there's so much of you in it, obviously it's, it's very vulnerable, yeah. but I think, the other side of that is like there's so much that isn't like that there's so much that reads true yeah you know what i mean cool. so like yeah. i think that like the benefit of doing of pulling from very real places sure. is that it feels very real sure so yeah you know yeah. that's the trade-off well i feel so validated right now yeah, well so. <laughs> good good i mean i think i just think it's something worth you know it's something worth supporting worth doing thank you um you know worth seeing and Thanks. so and who knows we might we might be bringing your character back at some who point. knows he might get a name next i time. i feel like there was an arc there, i feel yeah. like there was potential well, and that is something i really like to do is just like when when we have actors that uh, like I, I love the idea of just creating this ensemble yeah. community of characters. Yeah. 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 That world building is what really, mm-hmm. really um, is so exciting. To yeah. And it's it, like so. what like a Parks and Rec or The Office will yeah. do. It's like that character will show up four seasons later. Yeah. And it's the same actor. Yeah. 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 And yeah. Um, uh, Bob's Burgers, mm-hmm. you know, to take it a different angle is, is really fantastic of having this like litany of voice actors yeah. and these characters that you become invested in right. as it goes. Right. It becomes as like a company. As it is. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's... Um, that's my that's my hope. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, I I am a, I'm a full supporter. Thank you. Um, Who knows? Right now, everyone else has. Next time, it might be the Devil Wears Prada reboot. Right. We'll I mean, this is really this could just be kind of like the way to get that. This project. really is just my pitch for Netflix. Yeah, that's yeah. really what's happening here. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah well, yeah. I love it. Yeah. Um, well, folks, you know that uh, if you want to get in touch with me with your thoughts on the Devil Wears Prada or anything else I've queened out on or will queen out on, uh, you could just drop me an email at in the details pod at gmail.com. You can reach out to me on Twitter at Colin Drucker. And of course, if you have not gotten a chance, head over to iTunes and leave a please five star review. My, I, they're all five right now. So if one's in there that's like a two, fives, fives, fives across the board. Fives across yeah. the board. Yeah. <laughs> the one time fives across the board is good. So I get in there and see, oh, I lost one. And I, it'll, it'll ruin my Christmas. Yeah. Um, not to put that pressure on you. But you see that 4.9. Oh, yeah. it's over. Yeah. Right, yeah. Talk about validation. <laughs> uh, and then, of course, you know, a positive review always helps. Uh, next week, I think. Uh, 
We may potentially be starting part four of Cherishing Valerie. We may be doing another episode before that. But as you know, Cherishing Valerie is coming back this month. So uh, stay tuned for that, my friends. Uh, I think that's all I've got for you this week. And I say thank you for joining the two of us uh, for this celebration of all of the acting choices, micro moments, and magic in the minutia of the Devil Wears Prada in the details. That's all. Bye. (laughs) 